0: Hey guys, this is Kaijin Hunter, and you're listening to episode 23 of the Third Fleet podcast. Sleep deprived, but full bellied with Monster Hunter Rise goodness, here we are at bizarre hours of the day to give you a fun filled podcast discussion about all things Monster Hunter. Hurry how are you, my friend?
1: I am, like you said, sleep deprived, but uh, still <laughs> pretty much played Monster Hunter Rise all day and finally put out my insect lave guide like I literally just put it out right before this podcast. Because uh, watch it, everyone. I've um I've been slacking on doing guides because, you know, we've had this, this small little update that came to the game, you know, version 2.0. It just changed, oh, yeah. you know, a couple of things. It didn't completely, like, revamp the whole meta and had me farm all kinds of different sets and basically actually playing the game instead of living in the training room. No, that didn't happen at all. So I was like, man, <laughs> screw this making guides business. I just want to play the game. <laughs> I mean it's if you've so been good. slacking
0: then uh, then I'm practically retired at this point. I mean I have not had time to I'm just living the dream here. me and Yuna have been we're still hot and heavy. we're playing this game hardcore. How many hours do you have in like on your save that started from release
1: date? uh i don't know i definitely am above 300 now but i don't know exactly because because here's the thing like i don't play any other game on the switch right now so yeah (laughs) it's like i don't even get to see what the time is because i don't swap games i just like i log in and i'm and i'm in kimura my switch is just kimura city basically (laughs)
0: you've you've booted this game one time your average play session is 300 hours <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: that's exactly the point <laughs> it's been i remember friggin- that insane. that's what
0: it was like in the 3ds when they had the diary they're like you've booted monster hunter 4 four times you have a total play time of 1200 hours <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just don't you just intend tend to play anything else when you're playing a monster hunter game so yeah it's it's pretty pretty simple the only other games oh, that I do end up playing is uh, is on the PS five. So it's like the, the Switch is just a permanent Kamura City simulator and that's where my hunter is and that's all I do on the <laughs> Switch right now. But uh you no and Unis there. You and Yuna still going at it strong. So uh how what is what is Yuna playing nowadays? Is she still playing that longsword?
0: Well, she plays a lot of weapons, um, just like me, but she has been playing a lot of longsword. So her longsword usage has just crossed her bow usage. How so,
1: how are her counter timings at this point? Is she like countering stuff left and right or is she mostly focusing on, you know, just dishing out damage and being out of harm's way instead of jumping into harm's way with counter attacks?
0: She doesn't do that many counters. She, she does not use the EI uh, spirit counter at all. On very rare occasions, she'll use the foresight. But in the, for the most part, she's just using Fade Slashes to get out of the way, and she's just pummeling at the monster and using that Helmbreaker for See, that big damage.
1: My my friend that I got into Monster Hunter Rise is the exact opposite. Like, he'll actually go into hunts and not even attack the monster. He'll just counter He'll just stay there, and like he'll be there for like twenty minutes, just countering a monster to death. Like that's his objective. He just wants to land every single counter, and it's not even the it's not even the foresight slash counters either. He just wants to do the IE spirit slash counter, yeah. and it's like, what are you doing? He's like, no, I have to do it with the counters, and I'll see him cart it feels quite a few good. times. I need my dopamine. I need my
0: dopamine. Leave me alone.
1: I've seen him die quite a few times because of it, but I think it's it's a fun little thing to go for. Just like just go for the counters, boom, go. Okay, have fun. As long as you're having fun, that's all the matter. We were
0: having a fun conversation the other day because I use longsword as well quite a bit recently. I'll admit it's really fun, but I've been playing it in a very different way where I don't use the spirit Helmbreaker. I use the sakura slash. Yeah, and I really enjoy that because it's basically whenever you have a wirebug, it's like use it if you got it. You're always in red the entire hunt. And I can focus on just doing lots of spirit combos and just dishing out lots of damage. Um, I love it. It's great. I don't get the huge big numbers. Um, but then again, I was whiffing with most of my spirit homebreakers anyways. Which yeah, is funny because heard... Yuna is like, I, she, she, she won't touch the sakura. She says that there's no glory in it. And <laughs> no then glory. uh and, the, and then I was like, well, I like the sakura because I never miss. And she goes, how boring. She's like... <laughs> It's, it's because you suck at aiming. I'm like, well, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but I've, um, I've, I've noticed that as well on, on the little few times that I've hunted with the longsword, because uh, just recently I've hunted with the longsword on my stream, and, and my stream can confirm this, because I was proving the theory that longsword actually has more innate luck than any other weapon in the game. And it was, it was proven 100% beyond the shadow of a doubt, because the moment I equipped the longsword, I got two gems. Boom! Just like that. On Magnum Malo, size no less.
0: one. It's the most scientific study you can ask for.
1: <laughs> exactly. But, but listen, <laughs> it was it was a hundred percent because because it was like so. I've been playing with my gunlands, and I go and I go into the hunt, and I'm like, okay, I need gems, and I recently needed uh, a, a golden orb from Almudron, and I was hunting that thing all day, all day, and only like on my final hunt of the day or whatever, eventually dropped it. So. And and then I'm like I need magnum malawarbs, and I'm like I have this theory that long longsword users and bow users are more lucky than other users, and so I went in there with a longsword and first hunt, boom, two gems.
0: Nah, there I, I'll tell you with with Yuna using both longsword and bow, she's had much worse luck uh, oh, with gems than Yuna. I have. So I've but actually she doesn't
1: care. I've actually. Um, started working today on a set that has uh, the, the brigade armor set.
0: Oh, nice.
1: because, because um, that has like capture pro. And then if you get the yeah. belt, it's got good luck. So I'm working on a set so that I can play with my gun and still have decent luck at getting gems. Cause I think all of the monsters in terms of getting gems are pretty much capturing because capturing is the best way to breaking get heads, gems.
0: breaking heads and carving tails.
1: Yeah, breaking heads, carving which reminds me of capturing.
0: Have you tried? Because I me, Yuna started it, and then she, started, she gave up. Then she got me started on it, and then I gave up because it's just so much of a commitment. But there is a special piece of armor that if you complete all the arena quests with every weapon, you get an armor, a headpiece that gives you Carve Master, which allows you to carve one extra time, which means you can double carve tails, which is a great way for farming for gems. Like we got through Kuluyaku, which was a pain in the ass. Um, We got through Baroth, which was fine. Baryoth was very enjoyable. All the setups there were really fun. Rajang was largely okay. But then there is the quests that are like multiple monsters in actual maps. And we were just like, oh my god, this is going to take like four hours. And I was like, I just don't... It just just felt overwhelming and we stopped midway.
1: Those quests, the, the monsters actually have, from what I can tell, they have significantly reduced HP it's not like the same values that we're playing with uh, in high rank. At yeah. least it, it definitely didn't feel like that for the amount of damage that I've done in some of those quests. And it's like, I haven't done it, but the reason I haven't done that, like I'll eventually do it, but the reason yeah. I haven't done it is because, okay, so you, why would you do this? You would do this to maximize the amount of materials that that you get in a hunt. And it's like, I'm not even running two gathering palicos, which will get you more rewards than, than using that so there's like before i would use that i would first use two gathering palicos and then i would think about um you know getting that helmet or whatever and there's also capture master there's a bunch of ways for you to get more rewards
0: yeah yeah so
1: i'm not overly concerned um with the yeah. helmet but i do want to get it just to have it it's one of those things i want exactly, to have it yeah. just in case i ever feel like using it i'll have it but i'm not going out of my way to like oh yeah i'm gonna grind all of this thing at once because I just don't think it's worth it. Like, if there was something there that I really, really wanted, then sure, I would go out and grind. It's not really a big deal. But beyond that, I'm just like, I I don't care. I can get it anytime I want. It's not going to go away. There's no like a limit from
0: gold. That's just when we run out of things to do, it'll be there.
1: Exactly. So, right now, I'm working on mixed sets and trying out weapons and, you know, doing guides and all of this other stuff. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole that is just going to bore me to death. So, yeah, but I, but I have, I have started working towards it in a way that for instance, I said I was working on the brigade set and that requires coins. Whenever I needed a coin, I'd go into the arena and I'd use a different weapon, right? So that I start the process, but I'm only doing it when I need to, as opposed to going after
0: it. That's a good way to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so too. But, um, so Yuna is doing longsword. She's mostly going for fate slashes and all of that. What um what set is she she using right now? Is she using like meta set or what's what's the deal?
0: Uh, nothing horribly meta, but I mean just com- comfortable. Like she's got a quick sheath level three with a one or two level one slots. She has she's got that deco on like really early in the game, and the she's been using that on everything. It is like, oh yeah, the charm. I keep calling them decos. <laughs> she really likes the quick sheath on longsword and also on the greatsword as well. Um, so that has not come off. Um, and it's just basic stuff um, like attack boosting and stuff like that. She doesn't care much for the, the crit meta in the game. Um, so she will generally go for more comfort skills. Um, so I guess it's like half meta, half not. It's like, you know, yeah. a good amount of attack being stacked, but beyond that it's it's nothing to write home about
1: i've been experimenting with uh with more meta builds on on some of my on some of my builds and i'm just like mm. it's it's still kind of hard to like get all of your all of your ducks in a row to to really get as many meta skills yeah. as as possible
0: the, the one thing she does do meta for both her and me is um bow guns. The, the light bow gun meta builds are just too fun that I'm not going to deny myself the guilty pleasure of the meta sets for those because it is, because mm, gunner stuff all stacks really well. So it, when you when you get the right lineup of skills, you can really feel the difference. And it's quite enjoyable to just, if you want low stress, you just want to abuse some monsters and to make it a little bit easy, like easy mode for a little bit, you know.
1: I find it, it. I find it interesting because I've heard a lot of complaints from people about uh, hit zones being really bad for gunners. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs>
0: slice and ammo, go brr.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't play those weapons, so I can't really comment on it. But I, I want to say that I hear people uh, talk about that a lot, about how the hit zones aren't very good. And I'm just like... I don't know. Every time I'll go and I'll fight like uh, Apex or Zero's friends. I'm like, dude, the hit zones are terrible for me too. So I don't know what you're talking
0: about. All I know is there is one meta set that's been going crazy around Japan and in the West as well, which is the Zenoger Light bogun It's Z- got, it's got slicing ammo on rapid, and they just added decorations in 2.0 with rapid shot up, which is it increases the damage of your rapid shots. And they even added decos for spare shot. So what you do is it's it's like um, it's like uh, I'm trying to remember it's it's like rapid shot up, it's it's I can't remember all the skills, it's out, it's out there, but there is a disgusting, really fun set where all you do is use slicing ammo. And because my self restricted um, restriction over the weekend is it's over. Um, but everyone's using it on Basil everybody oh, man. because you can very comfortably headlock and kill him in just under two minutes solo
1: i, I mean his head hit zone i'm is not doing ridunculus. that you can yeah you can so just i'm not doing that wail on his head and just get like crazy numbers so if you want to yeah, see so he just numbers. falls out
0: he just flinches and you just you just you just slice and shot him and in one minute 50 seconds he's gone um and it is a way to earn some lazarite gems i actually don't want to use that for farming because i do want to feel like i earned all my gems so i'm not i'm not given into that quite yet but it is really like i needed to get some tigrex uh, fangs and i just was not in the mood for him so all i did was i placed a trap hole put my three stickies on the ground he walked in there and just boop, 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 and i think within 10 seconds it was gone not even <laughs> and then i just left i'm like thank you so like if you want some really just abusive ways the bow gun has got lots of fun cheese
1: so does that mean that the light bowgun is even better than the heavy bowgun this time around? Because again, I don't play guns, I, so I
0: would say yes, yeah. Interesting. I, I, there, there's no heavy bow. There's a few heavy bowguns that are really good, especially for like stickies, just because of clip sizes. Um, and we actually made a few heavy bowguns that are quite good, but light bowgun seems to be like the big thing. The mobility and just the amount of skills that you can tack on in this game yeah the light like bow guns are really good
1: you can definitely stack skills until the cows come home which is something that we kind of fear. Then, yeah right now in the current meta you can definitely stack stuff but before yeah, but i mean stuff like the
0: magna Malo heavy bow gun is really good and the actually the puke puke heavy bow gun remains very very powerful so there are some really and i i've been quite enjoying the Kadaki one so there's you can cook camellios in three minutes with the Ragnar Kodaki one because it's got it's Jesus. just it's just disgusting with the the piercing fire, it's disgusting if you if you build it right. So there are some good choices. So uh, I won't speak badly of the heavy build. It's just not three minutes feel... solo. Uh huh.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, I Jesus. haven't done that yet, but I've seen tons of videos on it. I've been using it more for a piercing build just because the clip size is so big, and there's like. You could just rapid fire. It's like, boom, 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 boom. It feels yeah. so good. Yeah, and the design exactly. is so beautiful. On the ride Kodaki Heavy Bowgun, it's like, it feels like there's like eight prongs, like a spider. It's it's really cool looking.
1: There's some, there's definitely some really, really cool designs on a lot of weapons this time around.
0: Um, so she's been playing basically just to play and have fun. I am on a Lazarite fest. That's all I'm doing is grinding for Lazarite because I'm trying to craft pretty much all the decos, like three of all of them, right? Because you can make anything in this game yep. with the decorations. It doesn't matter what charm you have. Like, oh, I got Wigness exploit level two with a level three slot. It Okay, well, I could have any gem, with, any deco with the right slots, and I can have the exact same thing. So it's not a big deal. And so I've made, like, I'm almost done. I've made three critical boosts, three tenderizer, three... Uh, Like everything, razors sharps, threes of everything. So I'm just. But the thing is, you need like eight lazarite gems just to make one of the good ones. Yeah, like I I
1: made a I made a handicraft gem today, and I was like, "Damn, son!" Damn, it's heavy. And then I made a a good luck gem, and I was like, "Damn, (laughs) my lazarite just going down." And I and I want to make another. That's what
0: the apex hunts are good for.
1: I want to make another good luck uh, gems so that I have maximum good luck, but um, yeah. So-, so I gotta
0: say though, like you were talking about, like the lack of uh, apex armor being disappointing. Well, it is nice to know that the standalone apex hunts do have the benefit of paying out Lazarite gems, um, so they are basically for grinding for decorations, which is. But awesome. you can
1: also you can also get those on the elders, and I believe probably basil as well. I would imagine
0: yeah but it doesn't compare like if you're it, normally you get like three but if you're lucky you can get six or seven on an apex damn i, th- I think yeah, i've got
1: i think i've gotten five at one point
0: yeah i think average is three to five you can't actually get so unlucky i did an apex music and i got zero so it is possible it's not guaranteed there is some luck involved but the other day i got 30 lazarites and four or five hunts it was ridiculous
1: jesus christ that was lucky
0: yeah, so I, of course, I used them right away. I was like, oh, look, I have zero now.
1: <laughs> but um, before we move on, you did just mention my boy, my boy Basil Goose, and I've never expressed in the podcast just how happy I am that my boy is back. And and dude, listen, can we talk about the fact that not only Capcom brought my favorite monster back, but on top of it, they made his weapon, his, uh, his armor set, be perfect for my main weapon for Gunlance. Like that—that yeah, that was just beautiful. That was just straight up. Okay, Rurikon, here you go. Your favorite monster is back, and his armor is custom tailored for Gunlands. I was so happy when I was like, the best part about this uh, is that I made a a build video um, this weekend. I believe it was on Sunday or something, and I put it up. It was my aerial Gunlance video that we talked about. Uh, the the play style that I've been doing where I just jump all over the place with blast dash and people were asking me oh wow your layered armor set looks really good and i'm like what layered armor set that's the best part <laughs> my set just naturally looks that good now it's insane <laughs> like my character with the basil armor and the almudron chest it just looks friggin' gorgeous you just because the almudron chest basically looks like iron man chest with the big yellow yeah, yeah. thing in the middle And i'm just like dude this is perfect exactly what i want so
0: that, just, that reminds me that's the other thing yuna's doing and she, i think she's doing it right now in the other room she her goal is to craft every single piece of layer armored in the game
1: yeah of course so but,
0: she's been making a bunch and we have a video coming up soon she has four she's trying to find her fifth one but it's gonna be five fashion sets from yuna it'll be a video of hers it'll
1: i i fun. did um i did a fashion set um with some pieces of ragi Remobra, and the leather set to just basically get myself like a leather jacket a leather hat some denim pants and um then i also have like the remover belt which comes with two pistols um what else was, oh yeah and then i use the leather gloves because the the um, the rocky gloves are a little bit exaggerated the the leather gloves are a little bit more simple and i'm just like this is you, you perfect
0: you can make a really fun sort of uh i don't i don't think your viewers may not appreciate it but it'd be really funny if you made sort of like a, a video like Here's my layered armor set, and then you've got you've got the you've got the full basil set unlayered, even though you're wearing the full basil. <laughs> <set>. <laughs> Let's see. For the head, I have basil. For the chest, I have basil. For the arms, I have basil. It's I'm, I'm thinking.
1: I'm <laughs> thinking. What we what we got to do is uh, we got to put up on on one of our discords like uh, a special channel for people to submit their fashion set, and then we. Oh, would I rate, do that. Yeah. And then we would rate it. Like on, on a video or something. I think that would also be interesting. Just have uh, like be fun. And just fashion, like give our reaction. A fashion show off. Yeah, yeah. We'd we look at the images and be like, oh, this one looks good. Or, oh, this one's terrible. What did you have? That's a
0: really good idea for an episode. Because I do have a channel in my Discord for fashion sets. And some people have some really interesting ones.
1: Okay, well, there you go. The link to uh Gaijin's Discord <laughs> is always on the description of the YouTube videos. And if you're listening to this, it's on the show notes for whatever podcasting platform you listen this on both of our discords are on there so go to gadget discord submit your fashion set there and at some point if we're not uh too addicted to rise we might be like okay let's look at those fashion builds and see what happened i've had i've had yeah. someone tweet at me today after getting the basil set this person goes and he crafts Renoplos layered armor Ah. And and, he's, and he makes the like, he, did, he didn't even put like full Renault he just put the parts that make you look the worst. And it's like, that is
0: the ultimate troll. Yeah, he's just like,
1: it. I'm so happy about this layered armor, the layered armor being in the game. So here you go, here's the set that I made. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> You've but gone that, that, and that give us the Gun you, you, curse. You.
0: That's the perfect fan—someone who knows what you like and what you hate, and then uses it to, to playfully jerk at you. That's great.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that is so funny.
1: But uh, yeah, Basil Goose being back was amazing. I still don't like the design of his gun lance, though. I think his gun lance design is terrible. Like, I, I here's the interesting part. I love the parts that make it, but the fact that they put bone on it makes it look terrible. I mean, this is a monster yeah. that basically looks like plate armor, and then his weapon is made out of bone. I, I don't get it. That was one of the cool things. I've been
0: things. using his dual blades, actually.
1: I love his dual blades. His dual blades design is awesome. As a matter of fact, dual blades guide is probably the next one that I'm going to do because longsword has to be the last thing I do. So no. dual, dual blades is probably going to be the next one that I do. And I already crafted Basil's dual blades because I love the fact it's just two axes. Two axes you with do, You do
0: realize if you leave the longsword for last, people are going to be like, he's saving the best for last. You, can make it se- you should make it second
1: last no no no, no it's it's definitely gonna be the last because it's gonna be a one minute video where I just tell people I don't like this weapon there you go that's that's my thats my video guy.
0: well i I actually really like it this time it's it's quite enjoyable
1: but um but uh the yeah the two
0: axes is just really great
1: i I loved it in world and um and in here, I was like, okay, screw it, I'm making it. And did you know that if you put handicraft on that, you get a chunk of hint of white sharpness on that weapon?
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I do, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was surprised because I, I was actually working on a set to just like get maximum handicraft. And when I put it on that weapon, I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm, I don't even oh, yeah. think I need razor sharp or anything. It's like, whatever. Just look at all this white sharpness that I have. and don't even care. Um, It's but- really nice. But here's the interesting thing about uh, Basil's Gunlance um, is that in Iceborne, you remember how they let you basically custom build your own weapons? Yeah. Like you could put different parts on different bases of weapons. Like Basil's Gunlance actually looks amazing if you put iron stuff on there. Like if you just put in, there was that, that one design of the Gunlance with the axe tip. And then it had yeah. like a shield that's almost like um, Wonder Woman almost themed in a way. And <laughs> dude, that thing looked amazing. You look like a superhero with that gun like that. But then they ju- the, the gun lasts like that. But then they put the bone parts on it. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you oh. doing? Like, I can fix this that's weapon. Give me, give me the iron bits. It looks so much better. But uh, yeah. And that weapon also does not have maximum shelling. So whatever.
0: Um, What do you think about Basil's theme this time? I really like it. I like how they did it. It's different.
1: I prefer that in world personally. Mm. Uh, There there are some themes that I like here more, but Basil's I actually preferred in world. I don't know. It's just so ingrained in in my head that, you know, I noticed the subtle differences here and there. And I was like, "Mm, mm." I don't know. I like worlds better.
0: Well, his stuff works really good with like the trumpets and like the old like imperial fanfare kind of idea. Yeah. But um, you know what I was finding really interesting? I would love to hear comments on, I know this podcast goes on YouTube, so I would love to hear some comments on there as well. But one of the things I was really curious about, um, because the way many of us were disappointed with the way he was revealed in the game, I th- I, I kind of have a feeling, and I've gotten some slight confirmation, but I'm not enough to, to, to feel sure about this one. But the idea is that, like, obviously, it feels like, stuff in update 2.0 was originally planned to be in the game which makes sense because just uh, the way they had to split it off i'm kind of thinking a lot of us had cleared all the village quests right yes which is why we were greeted with a okay go hunt him and it was kind of like dude why couldn't he disappear during my quest i am thinking in normal if this wasn't cut out the way it was because of the circumstances if you are a player who did not clear all the village quests and you were going through update 2.0. It's quite possible that that's exactly how it would have been
1: revealed. It is. Game. It is exactly how it happens. I've had several people tell me that. Okay. That's, that's, well, I mean, so that's that, how it works because because some people hadn't reached like they hadn't completed all of the quests and stuff, so they were still progressing through the game when 2.0 showed up. And they were organically greeted by Basil in nice. just like a random quest. They're just doing a random quest and like, oh, there's a question Whoa, mark the- over here. And then they go there and there's Basil just like <laughs> hanging out.
0: So I, I think the mistake that Capcom made was all they needed to do was not allow him to be in the final village quest. And to more smartly implement the system that if you were to make yeah. a armor or decoration and there's a part of a monster you have not met... That it would have question marks. If all they did was that, then it would have been perfect. I think. Yep, I completely agree. Well, maybe not perfect, but it would be nice. But so it would, I think it would be. It would be way the way better. they revealed it is not necessarily. It's an unfortunate. Maybe they were already committed to the final village quest, and they, it was too late for them to change it. But it is interesting to know that it's it's due to the circumstances that the surprise wasn't as good as it should have been. But yeah. it is cool to know that some people got it, and that's that's nice to know.
1: But um, the problem is that the, those people also said he's not as aggressive as he was in World. Whereas in World, he would always just like show up and start like creating chaos. Oh, they yeah, said that in, in, in a lot of hunts, he just like hangs out. And it's like if you don't mess with him, he doesn't mess with you. So mm. yeah, I, I feel like they need to crank up Basil Goose's aggression and actually get him to go after the players. As the invader that he's supposed to be.
0: Then again, he hits rather hard. So I mean, good yeah, for us. For us who were at the end of high rank and we had our fully upgraded sets, it wasn't a big deal. But can you imagine just getting into high rank and then being bombarded? But he'd one hit kill you.
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> a but, lot of uh, a lot of us are saying, "Hey man, game's not hard enough." And it's like, "Oh really?" <laughs>
0: dead (laughs) it's still not it's still not a hard game but i do feel and i think everyone's consensus now is that they seem to have tweaked at least the values on the final hr quests. they feel significantly like they have a little bit more punch than the normal ones Mm -hmm. Um, not enough to say that the game is hard or anything but enough to feel satisfying i think
1: you're talking about the uh utsuchi challenges right or just and, any of the the, the Apexes, in general, they, yeah. they
0: feel pretty. Yeah, they feel pretty punchy, which is good.
1: Yeah, I think that's good too. Like Urzuros, in particular, like he he still surprises me sometimes with his with his move Friggin' Apex Urzuros swiping around. Like, and you're like,
0: okay, four times he's done. Nope, he's got a fifth one. It's like, damn it.
1: Yeah, he, and <laughs>
0: he covers so he covers so much ground too. It is insane. Oh man, and, and I he's love got Evade Extender on. I swear.
1: And, and I love the, um, one, one of his animations I particularly love because it, it reminds me of, of Rocky Balboa because he basically, he puts out his left arm and he starts like charging towards it and then he's just like, gives you the, the left ball, like boom, which was which was kind of like the same style that Rocky did in the Rocky movies. So I'm just like, oh man, I wonder if that's a reference even, but yeah, it was pretty cool. I like that. Oh, that's funny and he's, he I love stuns the fact you that apex
0: monsters can't, oh yeah he stuns you like crazy yeah and he and he can juggle and he can juggle kill you so if you don't have a bug yep. for wirefall when he hits you up you gotta get out of the way otherwise he's just like whoop
1: it's it's funny because i've had a couple of situations where i'm like i'm gonna wait a little bit before i bug and then he's just like
0: pow done <laughs> and i'm like damn he's like showed you Giki.
1: pretty much messes you up super fast but, I also uh, like
0: the fact that the Apex, you can't use traps on them, which a lot of people still have not figured out. <laughs> uh, it always makes me giggle when someone oh. is standing behind a trap, like, come on, everybody, come
1: here. Oh, you should you should have seen what I did. My friend that I got into Rise, so he doesn't did know. Did you tell him to trap? He doesn't know about Elder Dragons. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're fighting Teostra, and I... And it's like, he, um, he carded once, and I think I carted once as well, because it was really late in the night, and he was drunk on top of it. But nice. we were fighting Teostra, and here's the thing, though. He's, he's influenced by me, so I was telling him, oh, man, we carted twice. We should think about capturing. Oh, you're and- such an ass. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. When I suggest that, he's like, nah, it's fine. Let's kill him. I don't care. And I was just like, well, but I could use a Teostra gem. Maybe we should... <laughs> So it's I gave so him bad. I gave him that extra nudge. <laughs> he goes And, and he tried it. He tried it. It was funny seeing him go there and he puts the trap down and nothing happens but he instantly goes and he put throws two uh trank bombs down and when nothing happens he just smacks Teostra in the head and Teostra gets up and he's like, Is the trap not working? What's going on? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think my game I think my game's I think I think this is the bug. <laughs>
1: And I was like, "No, it doesn't work. You can't do that, to Elder Dragons." I'm, like also, ass. I'm also not. I'm never going to tell him about Gips if I ever get him to play one of the older games. <laughs> so fight. He's I'm, dead. I'm, go carve him. Go yeah, carve. Yeah. Carve. Carve. Go carve. Go carve. It's fine. It's perfectly safe. I swear. <laughs>
0: oh man.
1: I mean, those are those are rituals of passage. You know, it is what it is. They are.
0: It's 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 fun hazing, right? Yeah, but I, I I do like the fact that the apex monsters one you can't trap them, you can't mount them either. They'll they'll no they'll do little, the animation. Fl- but they'll yeah. get right out of it. And the thing is, is when they're really hard at first until you get used to it to beat them with another monster because they don't flinch normally. So when you hit them with like an Angelav Arzuros don't even flinch. He doesn't care. Now once you get your bar up into the mounted finisher, they'll start flinching and falling over. But until then. Man, they can really mess you up.
1: I've never really noticed that. Um, yeah, they
0: they don't react at all to the first hit. So, like if they're in the middle of an animation, you ain't stopping them. He's gonna smack your monster around. It's fun. I that's like little differences.
1: We have we have so much time on the bar. Usually, I, there's enough time for you to run all over the map and do stuff. So, it's yeah. not really it's not really a big deal. But, but I really enjoy
0: the apex hunts in the the normal. uh, i wish there was more but the three of them are really fun
1: while we're on that topic um i've i did receive a quest a question i asked um i put a youtube post out before we started this asking people to submit any topic they'd like us covering one of the things that um some of them um, asked was what were our favorite apex monsters
0: uh i'll let you go first
1: I mean, but I think I think they meant specifically with the new Apex quest, so there's only, like, three. Um, I think I like Urzuros. I think Urzuros is a pretty fun fight and still decently challenging. Because, like, a lot of people told me about um, Mizu, and they were like, Oh, my God, Mizu is insane. The challenge is crazy. And the first time I fought him, I just beat his face and no problems say, whatsoever. M-
0: M- Mizu is a really fun one and probably my favorite, but... It still has a very soft head, so you can pretty much knock it over eighty yeah. percent of the fight if you're if you're really aggressive. If you're not, oh man, that fight can get pretty hectic, facts, because those blast bubbles are basically traps for wirefall. If you get hit with a wirefall and you try to get out of the way, you're gonna hit one of those blast bubbles. You're dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been fun like navigating those blast bubbles with with uh, blast dash. Go left, go right. Oh yeah! <laughs> like I'm flying a jet plane in there, trying to go after Mizu. That's but that's
0: all three fun. feel very distinctly different. So I got to say, I like them all for different reasons.
1: I'm not a huge Aren't fan of because the Rathian. It's, it's Rathian is very oh, really? annoying. Yeah, she's very annoying for Gunlands, at, at least for my current playstyle of flying into the air because she's spamming her aerial stuff all the time, and I'm just like, God, can you can you stop? Yeah, but all you need is. Go put on your sword and shield, man.
0: She is a prime target for doing lots of Mitsu Oh yep. my gosh.
1: I bet she is.
0: Knock her out, it feels fun. But at I like her because she she stays very close to the same areas. So it's it starts to become very predictable. Like you know where she's gonna go, and it becomes kind of a dance at that point, and you kind of get the rhythm going. So that's always fun.
1: But at the same time, I like when she's uh, in the air, and I dunk her because I do a lot of dunking with my Gunlands playstyle. Because like, you just jump in, and then I just start aerial shelling. Bam, 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 bam. It's like there's high probability of getting a dunk from doing that stuff. So I have a blast with that. What's
0: interesting is me and Yuna did a video with some tips um, for new hunters. Just some things that we notice people don't use at all. And one of the things I said in there, which seems to be a little debated, was you know, flashbangs on occasion can really help keep a monster locked down. That is particularly true for Apex Mizutsune because the head is so soft that all it takes is one flashbang every now and then to stop it for a few seconds and you're going to knock it over because its head is so soft. But I did notice that if you use flashbangs on Apex Rathian, she becomes quite harder. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) She becomes becomes quite unpredictable um, and she can be she just starts spinning like crazy. Like she's like, she's just gone insane. And so her head becomes a very hard target. And so I do agree with everybody that it's not necessarily good on all monsters. um, But for some, it could be really nice.
1: I just haven't been using flash pods at all because we now have the means to chase after the monsters. Like I I can take yep, the fight to them. Good. So it's like, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> I don't need those openings. I can make my openings now that I can get to the monsters. It's not a problem anymore. In, in <laughs> world, it would be a problem not having flash. Cause when they go into the air, you're just like, well, what do I do now? I guess I just sit here and look at you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now that I have the means to get there, I don't care. It's like, whatever, I'll chase you into the air. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Yeah.
0: I also, I also like using flashes when I'm solo hunting with my, uh, or my raging uh, claws, the dull blades, because I have protective pala. So it just takes one sharpen shing, and I'm all good. So if all I had to do is just throw one flashbang, that's more than enough time for me to sharpen.
1: And my um, my main palico also has a flash bomb bay, so there's that as well.
0: <laughs> and and they got better aimed than most hunters. Those guys, know dude,
1: aim. they they nail like it's it's not like GU at all. In GU, they would miss those flashes all the time. Yeah and now no no dice you know you know which Too bad.
0: Ma- the palicos didn't get the memo about trying to trap apex or elder dragons though they still lay traps like idiots. they do i've noticed it yeah i
1: haven't i haven't really noticed it but um my you know what my main palico is right now and i'm so happy it's a bomb deer. yeah dude I it's th- so much fun
0: <laughs> i've seen some really funny clips yeah
1: yeah, the, they they have this tendency—at least, at least mine does—of of like putting down a mine and then grabbing his barrel for a big like, just like a big explosion at the same time. You got one of those on Kushal. I put the clip out on Twitter. That was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I saw just, that. That was funny. He's just like he just chose violence. Like, no, die, Kushal, just die. I'm done with you. That was funny huh? as hell. I love that. So um, I wanted to bring up. The topic of elemental damage. Have you been experimenting with it at all? Uh, Yeah, a little bit.
0: Um, Especially with uh, some of the bow guns. And the bows especially, yeah.
1: So, do you, what do you think of elemental damage and rise currently? Do you think it's better than world? Worse than world? Where do you think we're at? I
0: think there's two ways that you have to split it up, the argument. One is the meta. And one is just in general. I think... And again, I'm not a speedrunner by any means, so I could be speaking wrong here, so correct me if I'm wrong. But it seems that the general consensus from speedrunners, or people who are going for maximum DPS, is that it does not... The elemental does not scale as well as raw does in this game. Yeah. So raw seems to be... If you want to inch the best amount, a little bit of damage out of everything, it seems to be superior. But then again, this is speedrunning. So like... yeah it's a very specific field that 99% of us are not doing, you know, shaving 30 seconds from your hunt is not <laughs> going to make a huge difference for all of us. However, um, I actually find elemental quite enjoyable. Um, I do, I do feel that some of the skills, like critical element, I think no yeah. one is even touching it. I, that's, um, that's the disappointing. Thing.
1: That's the thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Cause just today I made a critical element build and I think it's trash.
0: Yeah. It's, it's unfortunately not that good. And, What's a, what's more unfortunate is usually Monster Hunter Games have what we call like the the dual elemental boost, which is you do like your level five for your elemental one, and then there was the elemental boost, the more generic one, which just raised it by like what ten percent, and you'd mix both of them together. They took that skill out, so now it's just basically you gem in for that one element, and that's it. Um, that being said, like I said, you take that Ragnar Kadaki, you put fire level five, and you go to a Kameleos, and you tell me that elemental damage is not powerful, and I yeah. will laugh at you because that it'll, thing is just, it'll cook it.
1: It'll it'll deal damage. The thing that, that bothers me is that it's ne- it, it was the same thing in World, which is like it's never the best option. So it's like optimizing for a specific monster is never the best option. You, ju- you should just like, no, just take Raw take raw i don't i don't
0: i wouldn't i don't necessarily agree when it comes to bow the elemental bows are really powerful um i think it's because this game more than probably i've noticed in past ones you are really bow is all about aiming for the head so it's actually quite it's quite hard but if you hit the head man you can do some really big damage if you're using the right element
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know about bows because I don't. I'm not playing bows. That the and the moment, rampage so.
0: bow. The rampage bow in this game is just way too good. It is. There's always one bow in every Monster Hunter that's way better than the rest, and for this one, it's rampage bow. It beats every bow like hands down. I'm surprised so it's that. Got the ki-
1: I'm surprised that the rampage bow would be the one that's like super powerful because like when it comes to the gunlance, the rampage gunlance is definitely never something that I'm like, oh yeah, I should totally make more rampage gunlances. <laughs> I have it to, to just have yeah, dragon dual are good element as well, actually. The only reason I have the rampage gunlance is so that I can put dragon element on it and have a long shelling dragon gun lance, because there's none of those. But um, I've been using elemental damage on my gun as well, but I'm not going I'm not going okay, out of my way. way to to get more elemental damage. I just like, okay, I want to see if there's a gun lance that I would use that has the appropriate element to fight against this monster like I said, in the in the last episode, I do feel like I'm getting more flinches because of the fact that I have the element, rather than like if I was to use something like Howlitzer that doesn't have an element. I kinda, even- wa-
0: I kinda wanna test that. That's a really good idea to test. I'm really curious about that.
1: Like, I think we get more flinches with elemental, but in terms of actual damage, I'm just like, eh, it doesn't I don't think it's significant enough, particularly after I did There's my build. There's just not
0: enough skills to scale it, you know? Like, all the skills scale raw, like um, Agitator or yeah. Critical Boost, Weakness Exploit. Like, you can do a critical hit. It doesn't mean anything for elemental damage. So, um, I think outside of Gunners I and Dual Blades and perhaps Insight Glaive, it's... it's it's nice but it's not the best I probably yeah which is I've tried I haven't tried uh sword and shield though I don't know how that maybe yeah that's maybe it still works
1: that's good. what I that's what I made today It was sword and shield critical element fire all of that stuff and then I go against uh it was actually I think against apex or zeros but then again his hit zones are not amazing but still it just it doesn't feel nearly mm. as powerful as a raw build so it feels like it's something nice to have on top of your regular damage. So if you happen to have a weapon that has good raw and a certain element on top, that's good. But like actually going for the element and min-maxing the elemental yeah. damage, I definitely don't think it's worth it uh for most yeah, weapons. Yeah, so I think
0: I think for that reason, I think the Kushala weapons are generally kind of lackluster this time. Yeah. Because I think they, they, they gave them pretty good, they give them decent element um very decent but the the raw is just a little too low to keep it competitive so um they look really cool though um, I, I, st- I still i still
1: use it because at least that one to make up for the fact that it's raw is not great they gave it max shelling so i'm like okay at, at least you have max shelling so you know yeah we can
0: work with this <laughs> and the kushala soul is really good so i mean that's that's tw- 20 whatever we talked about that before it's like 20 percent, 25 percent affinity Immediate affinity permanent and then if you hit if you hit often uh, It goes up to 35. So that's nice, but yeah, I would agree with you Uh, in general except for bow I do really I quite enjoy using elemental bows. They seem to do a significant amount more damage Maybe that's just because there's not one bow that has a crap load of raw and bad element and that's why
1: yeah, I don't um, know, but... It, but it, it I would was... have liked
0: to see it will be a little bit stronger. I think if they just added in that skill, the elemental attack up, which adds another base 10% up, I think that would help out a lot.
1: I don't... The thing is, I don't think that elemental meta should be about crit. I think it should be about something else. I think uh, oh, an yeah, interesting yeah. suggestion that we had from the community was the, the potential for elemental builds actually getting elemental blights on monsters. Now that I think is interesting. Right? So like if you got a frost build, yeah. you could get the elemental, because now we have the elemental blights on monsters from the, you know, using the, the balls and whatever. Um, yeah. So if we could do that, that would be interesting. And we wouldn't have to go for just crit meta. It could be something else. It could be triggering blights. It could be a different effect. Some other thing that does it. That is not just about because what is critical element? Critical element is when you crit, you deal more elemental damage. So it's all about crit meta. And at that point, you're like, well, if I'm critting anyway, why wouldn't I just get critical yeah. boost? And boom, done. Because yeah. raw you, scales you way you better. You
0: can't get, yeah, 15, 20% increase. You just don't get that with elemental. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But hopefully, you know, for the, the expansion, hopefully they come up with some uh, idea to make elemental even better. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's I will
0: say though elemental defense on your armor though makes a huge difference man uh, you go up to, you you yeah, slot in like three fire resistance and you go into teostra he becomes a little kitty cat
1: uh, Teostra is not even that hard to begin with I love the new teostra new Teostra is so much fun I love the yes. the way that they've uh, they've changed them and um, now you can actually clearly see exactly where things are and where the yeah. explosions are gonna happen. It's fun. Yeah, he's, he's really fun. So on top of the elemental damage, another thing that I was experimenting with uh, earlier this week was poison damage because we now have the Camellios weapons. And when yeah. I was working on my Insect Glaive set, I was like, okay, I want to use the Camellios one because it looks really cool. It's got that weird like Camellios soul effect and whatnot. I want to get all of those things and just like make a set all about poison damage. It's terrible. <laughs> it's just not good. It doesn't make up for the fact that the weapon's raw damage is not that great, and the amount of poison damage that it deals is, at least to me, it didn't feel that impactful in the fight. So I was That's like, "That's another mm. one
0: where I think if the weapon has really good raw to begin with, it's a great bonus on top of it." For example, yeah, um, the switch axe. The switch axe for I think it's Narga has a poison file. Poison files build up to amp gauge so fast. It's just like you are always in amp state. It's just ridiculous. And so the extra poison is just icing on the cake. Um, but in general, and I do love my Camellios Insect Glaive, especially against Cushada. It looks great. It's got good raw to begin with, and it's got a good Kinsect level. So it's it's the poison is just icing on the cake. It's not it's like elemental it's not the main reason yeah but use that but weapon. see
1: that's that's the thing i was doing that weapon and i was like oh i really want to build into this theme of poison so i'm like i'm getting friggin i think it's three pieces of camellius or whatever to expand the time the poison is in there and yeah, I'm, yeah. and getting three poison attack and doing all of these things and trying to mix and match it in a way that it actually becomes a workable set and then i get to the hunt and i'm like wow i'm hitting for nothing <laughs> I wish that they, <laughs> for they at literally least, nothing. <laughs> at,
0: at least I wish they would not have made poison attack a level two deco. I think they made it. They sh- it no, should no. It's have level, been a level one.
1: one. Poison is level is one. Is it? Yeah, poison oh, is. I might be thinking it's of the only one. Thing. Yeah, you're thinking of paralysis and blast. And Those blast, are level two. Yeah, but uh, at poison least is just level one. blast we got level level the jelly one.
0: chest. So yeah, uh, blast is still fun though.
1: Blast is definitely fun. I'm experimenting with. Um, teostra soul and teostra's yeah, blessing nice. and all of this stuff to just like i did um a sword and shield build and it's really really good feels really good to just get like those go make, go make the
0: magna Malo dual blades oh my god those are fun oh
1: dude i actually did a set with uh, and i i need to start uploading some of these sets but i did do a set with bubbly dance hellfire Resuscitate and Magnamalo soul.
0: Oh wow! It's like That's funny.
1: boom, put everything on there, and I think on top of that, I even put five agitator as well. Like it fit all uh, of that into one set, and I was like, dude, this is great. <laughs>
0: that is funny.
1: It is just like stacking all of those little fun builds and whatnot, and uh, it does work with Sword and Shield because when you do the um, the fall, was called Falling Shadow. It will drop the, um, the little
0: yeah. the orb thing oh, right from Magna
1: So, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Like You'll do that right in the monster's face. Boom. Instantly trigger it down. The first time you're ed- so always 100% down.
0: I'm addicted to Sword and Shield right now. It is, You've been playing Sword and Shield? Oh, yeah. It's basically a shield now. I barely use the sword. The bash and the hard bash combo with the Mitsu Geki, I'm basically just hitting people with the shield 90% of the hunt. And it is so much powerful than I thought it would be. Like it's basically a mobile hammer. Like yeah. it's, it's hammer. It's like it's 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 the light hammer. I'll call it. It is so much fun, so powerful. Like you do that hard bash combo, you KO everything, and then you could do the spinning reaper right afterwards. It's yep. just like I'm in love. It's and so I made the the high ninja sword just like everyone else is using. It is so comfortable. It is so fun.
1: I don't like uh, that sword.
0: Can, I can't deny it. I'll tell you right now. I, don't I know because like it sword. doesn't have it. You're punching
1: the monster. It's no, there's nice. no shield. There's no shield. No, no shield. No, no buy. <laughs> no go. I actually but made man, I I actually the made sword a set. Sword. I made a set for it uh, with like bludgeoner and whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it works okay. Like you can get some decent numbers out of it. So it's fun. But I, I still, I still think of the sword and shield as a weapon that I kind of like having an element on. So it just kind of like mm. turns me off a little bit the fact that that thing doesn't have an element. But you can definitely yeah. get some sweet numbers out of it. I find it interesting you know, that you're playing I... the um, the hard bash combo though, because I've pretty much just I've oh, yeah. gone the drill the drill combo and I never looked back. I love that one. Oh, I.
0: They're they're both really good. I do use the drill combo on the Teostra sword and shield, which I made because I always love that weapon, yep. even back from like 4 ultimate. It looks so cool. That and being able to amazing. get those extra blasts is really nice. So. That I'll use, but uh, yeah, those are the. T- I think that and the Rathian sword and shield for poison, I really enjoy. It looks really nice as well. I don't like the it look of the decent. of
1: the Rathian sword and shield, the, the rapier no. look. I'm like, no, nah, that's too frail. Yeah. The Rathalos one is the one for me. Uh, uh,
0: the big chunky. I slicey, want uh, just came out of the forge.
1: I, I'm super curious to see if they're gonna add the Corona version.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they, I think they'll rename it
1: yeah probably because uh right now all we have is the gin, which is the version that's got like the two little yeah. spikes on top but uh i i like the corona the the corona version of the sword is you the like the corona I... <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: like... <laughs> wait is wait is the fact that you even said that word is that going to strike your, this video from from and
1: no I don't, I don't think so i doubt it yeah, dude we're, you, we're, we're, you... T- we're talking about monster hunter YouTube doesn't uh, YouTube doesn't have the time to like parse through two hour videos or three hour oh, videos. Oh man, the <laughs> other the other
0: day I made a video, the tip video, and I said um, something like, "You'll be smacking, you know, by time you mount the monster and you you knock him over, your teammates will have gotten to the area, and then you can all enjoy smacking the living heck out of the elder dragon." That sentence alone must have been what flagged it. Oh because during the automatic checks it flagged it for not appropriate i said what <laughs> smacking the living heck is that too much <laughs> and so i i edited just that sentence out and i re-uploaded it and it was totally fine oh my god dude so you you cannot sound aggressive in your videos see if you look, want to be ad look,
1: look at what you did you just said smacking the other dragon again. <laughs> oh
0: shoot no 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 edit that out or beep it out if you
1: <laughs> No, dude i ain't doing nothing YouTube's gonna oh, eat it no. and they're gonna love it. Smacking Elder uh, Dragons left, right, and center. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh.
1: But uh yeah, Sword and Shield is indeed extremely fun. Um I I love this iteration of sword and shields, and um you can do a lot of fun things both with Shoryugeki and even with windmill, because you can also get a lot of blast procs out of using windmill, because windmill's a yeah, lot windmill's of attacks. So. Yeah.
0: Windmills is what I use on my Teostra certain and Shield as well, actually.
1: yeah, exactly, to get those procs. <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's what I've been enjoying, though, is I make two major sets for each weapon, where one uses primarily one specific uh, suite of switch skills, and the other one uses the exact opposite. So mm. I get two completely different play styles, and it's been very interesting, actually, having... So it feels like I have 28 weapons to choose from, usually, before I go on a hunt, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> i've been enjoying that quite a bit
1: that is uh that is very very good so um how do you feel about the blessing system that we got for the elder dragons N- not just the elder dragons like we also have um the blessing from i don't know if it's called magnamalo's blessing it's it's just no it's hellfire cloak that's what Soul. they called it uh, hellfire cloak um how do you feel do about you mean that the blessing system?
0: for the weapons or the armor which one the
1: armor the blessing... Because on the weapons, it's the soul. On the armor, it's the blessing. Teostra's blessing, Kushala's blessing, Camilios' blessing, all of that stuff. Because basically, we still have tier sets, but it is a four-piece four, four piece skill that you get from that specific set. And every one of the... Ble- and it's interesting because it's not like... In, in World, you would have like, okay, you want Master's Touch? Wear three pieces of Teostra. And here it's like, yeah no... You get one piece of the blessing, you get like five percent fire and blast, you get two pieces, ten yeah, percent yeah. fire and blast, so on and so forth. How do you feel about I like the way that they it did it? If
0: it feels far more balanced. Um, because the blessings are all very interesting, but they're not OP. So they're definitely not destroying the meta. You don't necess- you there's nothing wrong with just using one piece of Teostra. Yeah. However, it is nice that the most important part of those things seem to be the level two. So they're not forcing you to use the full set. So like two pieces of Teostra Blessing is great for a blast weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's quite fun. But they're just not that OP, which is great. Um, so they're just a nice bonus uh, that makes them feel a little bit more special than the regular monsters because they're the elders. They were smart enough not to include the headpiece because I think they knew that bow users are going to want to use that arena piece for the, the bow um, level up. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan. I uh, I'm happy that it's not too strong because I thought that was it was a little unfortunate. Uh, I just I was not a big fan of how they did the layered arm or the full armor set bonuses in in world. So and the fact that none of them are are make or break. It's just it's just on top of what you can normally gem in anyways. Uh, I like. How about you? What do you think of them? Yeah, I think you wish that... they were more powerful or.
1: Not really, quite the op. Uh, not even the opposite. I think they're they're in a pretty good spot. Like I've been thinking a lot about it, particularly after our last conversation, where I was like, "Ah, oh, master's touch." But it's like when you start making sets around it, you realize that, Like, man, slotting in for master's touch is actually a bit of a pain. And to top it's it expensive. off, it's and to top it off, it's not even a hundred percent anymore. It's uh, yeah, only eighty percent. So. Like, people... 80%, so.
0: People keep asking me why I'm not using Master's Touch on my Helion Blade Raging Claws Dual Blades because it just doesn't last. Because one, that thing eats through double sharpness. That's one of the downfalls of the Helion mode. And then you only get 80% proc on Master's Touch. It's hard to slot in because it's level 2, which means I can't even get all the skills that I can get normally if I use Protective Polish and Speed Sharpening. And before I run out of my stamina the first time, I'm already down to blue. It'll it'll proc itself down uh, in no time. I would have to have tons of handicraft on there to to make up for it. So I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. However, I do use Master's Touch on the Narga Insect Insect Lave. I do have a crit build for that, which is quite nice because that has a lot of white anyways, uh, and it goes a long way. But it's not permanent. Like you're not going to have permanent white. Um, but yeah, level two slots are at a premium, so there's a lot of really good skills that it's competing with.
1: Yep, very much so. I, I actually don't. I don't even think that a lot of people are actually going to be using Master's Touch now that I've been, you know, messing with uh, some more meta sets and trying. I'm to actually happy. I think eighty percent
0: is the perfect number to balance it. It's still useful, but it's not broken.
1: Yeah, it, it basically becomes a, a comfort skill. Like if you just want to have it, don't have to sharpen as much. Uh, I yeah. still tend to default more towards Razor Sharp. But then again, I play gun Because it's guaranteed.
0: So, but, but I, it's we not, say guaranteed, but even that's actually, it's still it's still a roll. You don't actually know. It's just, it. Yeah, it's, it's more consistent.
1: It's a 50% chance of not consuming it. But the thing is, uh, Master's Touch doesn't actually work for shells. At least I don't, I haven't really tested in Rise, but it never really worked. And it doesn't make sense that it would because shells yeah. can't crit. So it's like, I'm yeah. just like, well... Razor sharp it is for me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the one that I tend to stick with. But yeah, I, I do think that um the the game is in a good spot with the uh, the blessing system. They didn't go too overboard while still making things uh somewhat interesting. Uh with the exception of potentially um Camellios. Like I feel poison damage is too weak to justify forcing three pieces of Camellios on you. Yeah. But you know, I, I could be wrong. I'm actually curious. So if you guys have some feedback on that poison stuff, we've been experimenting with the came- Camellios three piece. But I just think it's like we've been discussing. I think it's a good thing to have on top of the usual stuff that you have on your build, as opposed to actually specifically building for it, which is what I wanted to do. I'm like, no, I want to just you know what they need to do. They around. need to
0: make it so they need to make it so that if you have level three poison attack, it becomes a venom, and it does more damage. It becomes sort yep. of like the Rathian. That would be cool.
1: I, I think so too. That I kind of expected something like that almost. I'm like, can can this power up my Venom a little bit more? Can it be become like a little bit more powerful? But it's like, no, it's just, it's just the same 10 ticks and just lasts longer. So whatever.
0: I got to say though, overall, I'm really happy with the balance of the armor system this time. There's so many different options as we were talking before. There doesn't seem to be like the one set that's just OP as hell. Um, the mix sets there's great variety I mean I'm still using there's still uses for Hunter S uh, legs and stuff or Kuluyaku chest and like you know Ludroth legs and just like it's really interesting and you can buff the armor up high enough that it's still usable at the end game so like there's a lot of really good options out there yeah uh, and I, I think that
1: I thought it was interesting that just today I think I'm using the uruk chest piece or something like that because it comes with like three fire yeah. attack for my fire build. And I was but like, nothing well, beats that. I'm that really using chest, this. Though? Oh, dude, Vike chest.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That is the MVP of this entire game so far.
1: So many frigging slots. Level three, but, level
0: two, level one slot, and no skills. That's all it is. It's
1: but perfect. You basically have one of those pieces for everything except... Yeah, helmets I think. Helmets is the one that you don't have. I don't yeah, think so you have something similar. So it's like you have the Arzuros legs which do exactly the same thing you have the chrome belt I think which does the same yeah, thing yeah, yeah, and you have the, the Jura metal gloves. I think it's Jura's yep. gloves that do it for the
0: gloves. So remember I was telling you about that meta-lipo gun set so with the Zenogre, uh with the slicing ammo? It uses it, it's pure <laughs> deco it's, pu- it, it's pure <laughs> deco so it's it's really hard to make because you need like fifty Lazarites or something. But it's pure deco. It's it doesn't even give a crap about the armor.
1: It's just Some, someone the was just like, lots. I I don't I don't want to be I don't want to conform to your armor norms, Monster Hunter. I'm just gonna make my own make armor my set. Own.
0: <laughs> but the option is there, which is awesome because the it's not easy to make decorations this time. It's quite it's it is the grocery list I wanted it to be, and it, it feels quite satisfying. When you get enough pieces to make that one deco, it's it feels really good.
1: It it's it's a good chase. It's a very good chase. So I I think they definitely did a good job with that. It's uh it's much more, and and I think that the RNG aspect of it is a lot better because uh, I've I've had this discussion on my stream. Some people are like, oh, I preferred the uh, deco's because you know I prefer the RNG of deco's. And it's like, to me, the way that they've done RNG now is much more interesting because whereas before you were chasing after the RNG, you were going after the tempered, dec- the tempered quests to get decorations and it's all RNG. So you engaging in the RNG was an active part of your, of your gameplay. This time yeah. around, it's, it's the other way around. The RNG is a passive part of the gameplay because you basically, you go in there You put parts into the slot machine, you pray to God, and then you go hunt stuff. But the things you are hunting, they're targeted. You're, you're going towards a goal. You're not just hunting random things in the vain hope of eventually getting a random decoration. Like, no, I'm hunting for this thing. And that's what I always want to have for monster Hunter. So to me, this change, this is the way they got to keep on going. Like, I hope that they don't make the mistake of someone like, oh, here's a Kulth to Roth-like hunt, by the way. And I'm like, no, you do this. Never again. I never want to see anything like that again. I want to constantly know what I'm aiming for. Or, or it could be just for to have fun. Like sometimes I just hunt to have fun. I don't necessarily hunt always to yeah. aim for something. But it's nice to know that it's like, if I want to aim for something, here's what I can hunt for. And the RNG just happens while I'm hunting. And I don't have to yeah. worry about it. I mean you can go out.
0: you can go hunt a, a low rank lagombi it doesn't matter you still get a spin from the machine.
1: I mean you can you do know? that that uh, that first quest with the
0: Roly uh, Poly lanterns. Yeah there.
1: the the Roly Poly lanterns boom you just go do that you boom do Anything done. it doesn't matter. Yeah
0: it's nice. I'm very happy. However man if they keep up the same design for an ultimate release we're going to have like monster frontier levels of skills um it's going to be I i don't even that's its own podcast discussion is how we think it can be expanded on because man the amount of skills we can get yeah. now if they keep de- decorations as the main thing and we add in the level four decorations and stuff like that like it's going to be two pages of skills um and that's going to be kind of crazy
1: that is going to be freaking insane i just hope that the monsters provide enough of a challenge because right now it still that feels it, yeah it still feels too easy particularly after you know i, I, have, I think it will after you min-max your set, you just get like, oh, okay, I, I guess, I guess there's not just a lot of challenge left <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Like I, I definitely notice whenever I play with um, with more than two people. Again, I, I still come back to that two-player number. You two
0: feel so good.
1: It feels harder than one. Two players actually feels harder than one because the monster is way more predictable when you're just uh, alone. Whereas if there's two players on there, the monster is more unpredictable, more dangerous, and can mess you guys up faster. I cart but more often so in two enjoyable. players than solo, which I think is, is actually really good. But you put a third player in there, cakewalk. Oh. Cakewalk, oh, yeah. instant cake. It's that that subtle balance going from, from two to three, boom, instant cakewalk. Whether it's Rampage, whether it's whatever. You go from being overwhelmed left, right, and center For the monsters not even leaving their spawn area. If you just add one extra player, it is insane. And if you get four players, then it's, forget about it. It's just not, there's not even a hint of challenge at that point. The monster's just like constantly staggered, does nothing, no threat whatsoever. At least.
0: But high rank rank has always been like that though, I think in traditional past games.
1: So I was. Except um,
0: for the, well I mean with four four players at least, because there was only the four players scaling, but
1: but i was actually i have high
0: hopes for master rank yeah
1: i was actually thinking about something and this is weird cuz uh i feel like i was on the other side of this and now i feel like i'm back to i was thinking about scaling earlier today scaling in the hub particularly because of gu right cuz in, in gu the hub is scaled for multiplayer it is what it is and it was challenging like at least i think it was challenging if you had like even with three players on there, there are some monsters that will give you a run for your money. And so I was thinking, I think I would actually like that. I would like this hub to be scaled for two players by the, as opposed to being scaled for one. Ah. Uh. I, I don't know, but there, there was just something about GU where I constantly felt the you would feel the need to go play with other, with other people Whereas in this game, you don't feel the need. Like, yeah, sure, you can play with a friend or not just to have fun, but there isn't a need to do so. You can do everything yeah, so. I think
0: it's it's. it's I think it's a dull-edged sword, right? Because they want to make it more accessible. So for people yeah. who do not have online, or they do not have the ability to play with others, or they don't want to, they're not at a handicap, which yeah. I think is awesome. But in the same, because of that, there's less um, encouragement to, yeah. to go to help from other players so i don't think there's quite a way they can find a sweet spot for it i think it's going to be you're going to lose something either way so i think more accessible is probably the better route but uh, i i get what you're saying it's like other players it's always been very appreciated it's always been like oh thank god there's the people with me yeah now it's kind of like wow i got more people like i'm more worried about the other players than i am the monster um you know, that the risk is more that they're going to they're going to cart than it is that the monster is going to kill us.
1: Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It, it's just, it was just something that I was thinking about because of my time with you. And I know that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. But there was just something about GU and about the fact that you actually needed. I mean, it's not like you needed you could solo G rank. A lot of people solo G rank, but it was significantly oh, yeah. more challenging to do so. Particularly in my case with the Gunlance, which is tremendously underpowered in GU. So, <laughs> so here, Here's an idea that I had, which I don't think
0: they would do, but I would love to see it is, what if, you know how you get like four reward slots guaranteed for a hunt, right? And it rolls and you can sometimes get five or six items. What if you go into a hub quest for, let's say, Master Rank and you, and you can change the scale of, if you're a single player and you say, do you want it to scale for one player? two players three players four players and when you pump the scale up the reward slots increase
1: yeah i think that would be interesting
0: so if you if you want to fight it scaled for two but you're solo you get more rewards but you get that option that would be kind of funny
1: i don't think that the rewards will ever make up for it because you could probably kill it solo twice and get twice the rewards in the time it would take you if, if it was scaled But I do think that is interesting because right now I do find that some of the hunts feel a little bit short, especially if you really min-max the crap out of your set. You can, you can really get some, you can really get some crazy sets going. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I'll think, I think they're going to go crazy for master rank. I think everything's going to be very hard if they make the master, which I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, so yeah, the- I, I don't. They've never held back on master rank. They've never tried to make that too easy or accessible. That's never been the, the point of master rank. So,
1: high hopes. But um, on the topic of GU, one of the questions that I received as well was, would we recommend Generations Ultimate to someone who started Monster Hunter with Rise? I'm gonna say no.
0: Not personally. There's a lot of things I love about Generations Ultimate, and as someone who came from the older games, there's a lot of wonderful stuff I will always appreciate about that game. But its playability, like its accessibility, and just the feel, the, the clunkiness, I guess you could say, that you can feel, is so predominant coming from Rise or World. So I wouldn't even say just Rise, but World as well. I think it's it's you'd have to be a really, you'd have to be very in love with Monster Hunter. I think. If you played World and you really loved it, and you're and it's that love is enough to get you over those hurdles, I think it's it's fine. But also you have to keep in mind that Generations Ultimate was created for people who came from the older games, right? So yeah. it doesn't explain it doesn't explain anything. It's basically just a, a an anniversary game saying okay have fun. So it's very hard to understand. There's but, but I, see, for me personally, is... I think it's 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 hard. I don't know if I would do it because. I went back to you and I play. I still have fun because I have that in my head. But Yuna tried it and she, she realizes she's like, "This is this is pretty cool," but she's like, "It just doesn't feel right."
1: Yeah, it's. I think um, if you come from you know the the for starters, if you simply come from the from a game that has like full maps like uh, Rise or World, just having. That kind of like shock of like, what do you mean This there's a small area and then I go through and I see a loading screen? Well, what's this? Like just that can be very shocking, I feel like. For us, it's not going to be as much because we played like uh, Freedom Unite, we played and yeah. whatnot. So we're kind of used to it. It's not a, that big a deal. But potentially for someone that comes from one of these games that just has a full map and going back to zone maps, I think it can be pretty jarring. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of comments from people who started with World, and hmm. then went to Gen U, and they actually liked like Gen U more than World.
0: Interesting. Okay, I've so seen maybe I'm overthinking A it.
1: lot of comments like that. So, my suggestion on this is wait for a sale, and pick it up on a sale, or better yet, try the demo. Isn't there a demo? I think there's a demo in the in the eShop. Yeah, but demos, demo,
0: yeah. But demos are never good at. Explain, yeah, or showing off the game but yeah. I mean it's better it's free so
1: yeah so it's, it's like for starters I would say try the demo see how you feel about the demo and if you think that the demo you know convinced you then I would wait for uh you know wait for a sale because the game is constantly on sale like I see it all the time at like half yeah, price yeah. or even lower so wait for a sale and pick it up during a sale because you know what's the worst that can happen is like you're down 15 bucks or 19 bucks or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah nobody do i don't think it's the end of the world but you know that they, they each is own some people have financial trouble obviously yeah. with covid and whatnot so i if those you're looking for something
0: to it. sink a thousand hours in, like that yeah. game's got i mean it i'll spit it this way if you're a person who who doesn't like the feeling of feeling overwhelmed like you don't know what to do there's just too much you probably won't like the game if you yeah. like the idea that you are swimming in content and stuff to do. Th- there is like what, like three hundred final form weapons or something crazy like that for every I single pff- weapon. There's so much to do and so much. It's almost too much. It's. Just, I know that it's you over will never ninety. Run out of stuff to do.
1: I know that it's over ninety monsters. That that's the the yeah. one statistic that I remember. It's over ninety monsters. It is a fantastic
0: way though to fill out your. If you are a new Monster Hunter fan and you want to face the other monsters that you haven't yet, it's a fantastic yeah. title to go through and, and meet them. I think. Yeah, I I but completely certain agree. weapons might feel certain weapons might feel a little off for you, so mess around with the hunter arts, uh, the styles and stuff, and figure just it out.
1: It's like the the thing is, just be aware that this is a very different game than both World and Rise. It is very, very, very different. It is going to it feel. It does think you appreciate
0: Rise different. more, though, in World War, yeah. like the changes, you, you appreciate it more.
1: But uh, as someone who, I mean, my journey was like Try, then Freedom Unite, then Three Ultimate, and then Four Ultimate, and then Gen, and then World, and then After World Generations Ultimate, <laughs> and I still love yeah. playing Generations Ultimate. So it's like it's a what fabulous I, game. Would I recommend it? And probably at a discount, it's an easy recommendation. Or if you're just like a hardcore Monster Hunter fan, you probably already made the decision. Just so long yeah. as you're prepared for something that is very different from Rise and World, okay? There's nowhere yeah. near that level of fluidity. It is a much more deliberate, a lot more animation commitment and a lot more in terms of complexity because the game does not explain stuff to you at all. Not not like Rise or, or World do like, a stellar job at explaining everything to you. But you know, that's why you go to guides and channel and he's got like all the tutorials on there for every weapon, every style, everything that you can dream of. He's got like everything on there. It's like, Oh, I want to learn how to play adept style hunting horn. He's probably got a video on that.
0: Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that game on the flip side. I actually think that if someone played rise and they really liked it, but they have not played world iceborne, I think they would really enjoy it. GU you mean? Or World. No, no. World. Yeah World and Iceborne. If they if you played Rise and you really enjoyed it and then you happen to get an X gen console or something like that, then I think World and Iceborne are really fun. I think it's worth checking out. Because yes. the mechanics are pretty much the same as Rise. Rise is more like the high pace action version and this is a little bit more slower and deliberate, but it's very fun.
1: I, I definitely agree. World world is a lot easier to recommend to newcomers to Monster Hunter for sure. <laughs> yeah and on the while we're on that, where is uh, this this is kind of a strange question where where is rise for us at this point in the context of other monster hunter games see
0: i I've been struggling with this for years because it's <laughs> always the question, right like what's the best monster hunter game right Yeah the best monster hunter game is the monster hunter game that I'm playing right now
1: exactly i
0: think that is i think that's the right answer because at the time when i was playing 3u there was never a game experience like it it was it was the pinnacle of my gaming history when i was playing for you it was the exact same thing when i was playing world i came out saying this is the best monster ever made were there certain things that i was lacking sure were there things that i missed from the other games absolutely but each game is the best monster Hunter game for different reasons right so, I mean, it's a cheesy answer, but the best monster in a game is all of them. Um, there's just... I can't rank them. It's just... it's I think if you wanted to be, like, objective, which is impossible, because this is a purely subjective topic anyways, I would say that if we were, like, if we're going, like, Olympic style, like, we literally were giving points for each category, right? Which I don't agree with, because for some people, certain categories don't matter, right? Yeah. Like, maybe you don't play online, so the online experience doesn't matter, so you don't get points for that. But if we were to give points for story, mechanics, variation, monsters, blah, 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 I think ultimately, for ultimate, probably gets overall the most points. Um, for When you look at all the different categories, right? So I would say, if you ultimately wanted to say, what's the best Monster Hunter, perhaps it was for you. That being said, would I go back and play for you right now over Rise? Probably not. One, because I already played it to death. But two, I think it's evolved to something different. So I don't I don't want to rank them anymore. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a chicken shit. I don't know. But so, I, I
1: don't. How about you? So to me, um, it's like I look at this from, from a different standpoint, which is when I think about it, Rise is definitely my favorite Monster Hunter game. Um, World took that torch when it came out. But uh, Rise is definitely my favorite Monster Hunter game. However, there is always one thing that I like to go back to for you for, and that's the story. For you has the yeah. best story. Like from all of the Monster Hunter games, as far as I'm concerned, For you has the best story of any mon. Not of not of any Monster Hunter game. Any. Mainline Monster Hunter game because I never played through Monster Hunter stories, so I don't know. I don't know. This this
0: is going to sound awfully pessimistic, and I think I've said it before in this podcast, but I think that was—I don't think we'll ever get that again. Mm, I think it reminds me. I well, it to me, it reminds me, and I think I've talked about this with you. Was it reminds me of Final Fantasy VI, like the old Super Super Nintendo uh, game. Like because assets were easier to create because they were it was just a different pipeline back then because it was handheld and it was lower resolution, they were able to make so many environments and so many different things that you could have an the story was less about the events like the like talking to people it was more about the adventure, right yeah, going to all these different locales and all these it's the journey of it, and the journey of for you was amazing
1: exactly.
0: With, with the quality now that they have to make for all the assets, for all the towns and all the locations, I don't see how they can make something with that scope, you know, uh, again. And I think the scope is what made that game feel like a true adventure. Like, we went everywhere in that game. It was unbelievable. So I think that was, I, I kind of think that it's harder to pull that off in in future games. I just I just don't see it as much. Yeah, RPGs but- these days are kind of remind me of that. I think Bravely Default, I really enjoyed the first one because it was still kind of like lower assets and it, like they had adventure and you went places all over the place and you had your airship and you know it was like the old school type of stuff. But nowadays we're like it's it's very story like linear and where we have you know four major locations and that's it and lots of dialogue and I think that's just the asset creation problem when you when you start getting too high fidelity things are not getting easier to make you know yeah before but, you yeah the adventure is just mwah, chef kiss i mean that's it's so good
1: that's the only thing that i would say like in, in term, because when it comes to combat my favorite one is rise like it's, rise, yeah. I, don't, I don't even have to think about it. Like it's blast dash, like pfft, done. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's not even just blast dash. Cause a lot of the, the weapons that I've played, I think the, the weapon that disappointed me the most is Lance. I don't like Lance and rise for some reason, Yeah, but all of the other weapons that I've played is like charge blades. Amazing. Um, gun yep. awesome sword and shield is the best. Uh, you know, yeah, so I would say like, give
0: stuff. me, give me the mechanics of rise the production values and fidelity of Iceborne <laughs> and, the advent- and the adventure and the adventure are for you. Dude, they we're golden.
1: Dude, that, would, golden. that that would be like the best game ever created in the history of ever. Just like, forget about I it. I know you can delete the but other that's games what I mean, at that right? point. Just delete them. So Push- I,
0: <laughs> if I had it, if I had a gun to my head and I had to choose the best, I'll say for you at this point, Rise still has an ultimate edition coming so it has that opportunity but then again that adventure man oh that was so yeah. good and the soundtrack was I don't know yeah it's it was a good game um, but yeah I, I still stand by I don't like to compare them uh, I think they're great for different reasons and because of different reasons it depends on who you are uh, I think you'll find different ones better but uh, it's 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 a runaway answer I apologize
1: pretty much.
0: But I think I think in the end we're both saying for you.
1: No, I think overall I'll, I'll, st- I'll, still, I'll still go for favorite to play overall. Right I would still go for Rise. If I was going for yeah. overall, I would still go for Rise. But it's just there's just that one little side note that I got to give to for you that that adventure was friggin' awesome. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just got to give him that because that was really really. But the good.
0: hunting mechanics get better every game, so that's yeah. why Rise is the top of the the cake and. The next game will probably be even better.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And I think the only game where I felt um, things going a little bit back was actually generations, because they I felt like they fumbled a little bit with some of those early quests. The so much gathering, 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 oh my gathering, gathering. God, yeah. You want some more gathering, 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 you got some more gathering, gathering, gathering. Like the, that was painful the first five or so ranks of village i played palico or prowler more than i played hunter because yeah, pra- yeah. prowlers didn't need uh pickaxes because in the old games you actually had to craft your pickaxes and whatnot so and prowlers didn't need stuff. pickaxes or uh the things to pick up bugs that i forget what the the, the Venus, i think didn't need i think any prowler
0: mode was the bedrock for world and rise i think it was experimental and i think they realized that shaving out a lot of the mundane stuff actually worked really well and i kind of feel that prowler was a great experiment like running around without worrying about stamina when a monster's not in the area like that all that stuff feels inspired from prowler would it be op if you had unlimited stamina no it just feels nice would it be OP if you didn't need bug nets? No, it just feels nice. You know, it's just like things like that. Mm. Yeah. But Rise is good. I think that's the final message. Yeah,
1: fun. <laughs> pretty much. Rise is definitely fun. So the- I mean, and if people are like,
0: oh, well, you're in the honeymoon phase. I'm like, well, I don't know honeymoon phases last 300 freaking hours. I yeah. Mean, nope. I think we're out of the honeymoon phase.
1: Um, I'm pretty much out of the honeymoon phase. hundred percent. This like, yeah.
0: Nope. Like, I can criticize certain parts of the game. I'm not, I'm not that in love, but I, I am that in love. It's, it's that I don't care. It's, it's, it's
1: 1% out of 99 that I love, so I don't. it doesn't bother me as much. So um, this next one is, again, there are some of these that are kind of weird, but do you ever feel bad for maining the strongest weapon in the game? so th- this is a question like if if we if our main weapon is ever like the strongest weapon in the game if we feel bad playing it and the answer is no <laughs> no, no. <The> hell no <laughs> but then again i never have to worry about that because i play Gunlance <laughs> my weapon's never gonna be the strongest weapon in the game and i pl- <laughs> i played
0: prowler in insect blade, so i mean yeah yeah um I mean, I think the idea is—is is, is this expands beyond just weapons. I think it goes to sets as well. Like, if you are someone who enjoys just taking the most popular set or the most powerful set or the most powerful weapon, is—is—is that—is that any less than just finding your own? And no, I think as long as you're enjoying yeah. the game, that's all that matters.
1: It's—it's it's, ultimately it's all about what is fun for you. And yeah, would I would I feel bad for playing the most powerful weapon? Probably not. But no. um the thing is in most games I just tend to gravitate for the things that are not necessarily the most popular ones naturally. So I don't see that really happening. If it ever happened, uh I don't think I'd care. <laughs> like if yeah, my thing was do. the most powerful, I'd be like, Okay, well it's too bad. It was my time to shine in the sun or whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs>
0: yeah. Again, I don't I don't play just one weapon anyways, so it, it I the question really doesn't apply for me, I
1: guess. Yeah, but if 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 gun was ever the strongest weapon, I'd be like, yeah, my turn. Screw yeah, yeah, yeah. all of you. My turn finally. Friggin' longsword mains, <laughs> take that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That'd be my reaction. Take that longsword mains. That's what you get. <laughs> so you said you wanted to talk about um, switch skills. I'm gonna let you. Yeah, lead. I thought
0: that would be. I would thought I thought that would be a fun topic to end this podcast. Is talking now that we've had enough hands-on time with. The switch skills for most of the weapons. I thought it'd be fun for us to revisit it and give our thoughts about, you know, do we find them viable? Do we enjoy it? Does it change the rhythm of it? Because, you know, I do notice from the comments from my videos that there's a lot of people who don't understand or they haven't messed with the switch skills so much. Uh, so I thought it'd be interesting to hear your takes on some of these things as well. Okay, um, so obviously there's going to be some of them that both of us have not played much. There's going to be some that I have and you haven't, or you have and I haven't. So We'll just go down the board and I think just give some some uh, extended thoughts. Might be a fun experiment here. Maybe it won't be. Maybe we'll just blow through this in 10 minutes. I don't
1: know. We'll see. <laughs> Let's see. So, so I guess
0: I got a list here. So we'll just go down. So great Greatsword. Great has got three of them. Uh, the first one is Guard Tackle. This is the one I actually don't have experience with. So I do.
1: I like it. Well, it guards up. You I like it. like it a lot. So a lot of people... I've, I've actually talked about this in my in my Greatsword guide that I personally really like this skill, but there's a lot of people that don't like it because it costs you sharpness because of the fact mm. that you're blocking. Now, an interesting thing about guard tackle is that it's not affected by guard. So it blocks everything.
0: Oh, nice.
1: I mean, I, I don't know if it blocks stuff that requires guard up, though. I didn't experiment that deeply. But like really heavy hits with you having zero guard... No problem. It'll go right through them. And the interesting... Weren't you able
0: to tackle through stuff anyways, though, with a regular tackle? Or you no? are,
1: but you take damage. Oh, that's the... icy now. See, but so this costs you sharpness. With the other one, it doesn't... And here's the thing. Guard tackle has longer animation commitment as well. So you're, like, kind of stuck in that animation more. So there's a lot of people that don't like that. Um, but the really cool thing about guard tackle is that if you actually take a hit... When you're doing guard tackle, it skips yeah. one phase of the charge, so you can basically Ooh. dodge roll into a true charge slash if you play Man. your cards right, and that is friggin' juicy. So, personally, I love it, but um, from the comments in my in in my video, I think that most great sword mains prefer um, the the regular shoulder tackle, and there's also another thing which is uh, regular shoulder tackle gives you um, protection from all directions, whereas guard is only from the front. So if you get hit from behind, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah. interesting. So th- there's some differences there, but I think that the the guard one is the more interesting one for me. You know, it's going to depend on, on players.
0: It sounds balanced. I like it. Yeah. So the next one is a really interesting one, which is Rage Slash. So you give up the wonderful True Charge Slash and those huge-ass numbers, and what you get is a level 3 charge that you're basically invincible. You can't get knocked out of it, and you can aim it in any direction you want. Do you not take which damage? Is crazy.
1: I don't remember Maybe if you take, you take damage, damage or not.
0: That's i don't know maybe you do but it's been a while you you can aim it in any direction which is something that yuna really enjoys yep although we both love the damage it's quite a downgrade from the true charge slash but it is safe as hell
1: no but the thing is um, it deals more damage if you get hit while you're doing it
0: yeah it gets more powerful
1: it, it still doesn't so reach that- true charge slash numbers but it it gets pretty good
0: the reason why I like Rage Slash is because it goes so well with the next one, which is the Adamant Charge Slash, which is the Silkbind move. Yeah, And basically you go you go, and you jump forward and you go into a strong charge and it's the same thing. You you don't get knocked out of it. You get knocked back protection. It does great damage. Um, and you can immediately go afterwards into a, a True Charge Slash or like we are talking about the Rage Slash. So if you pair those two together, you're basically completely protected for two full attacks. Like there's nothing the monster can do to you except make you stronger. I guess maybe you could take damage, but the adamant I really like. Have you used it?
1: Yeah, I've I've used adamant. I I prefer adamant over the other choice, which is hunting edge. I didn't really like hunting edge very much. Although some people have opened up um, to one thing that I didn't notice, which is if you do hunting edge, you can charge the plunging thrust with zr which i was not aware yeah. of but um
0: i feel so bad there was a japanese channel and he was trying so hard he's like i love hunting edge and i'm going to show everybody that it's good it's usable and then he whiffs it in the first two examples in his video <laughs>
1: <laughs> this and skill's so good you ever, have no idea <laughs>
0: The comments had an absolute ball with it. They're like, "We love your enthusiasm, (laughs) but man, you did not really make your point here, my friend." That is funny that he
1: whiffs it. I
0: mean, didn't even uh, I think Monster Hunter official the video when they were showing off? He whiffed it in the first
1: (laughs) (laughs) one. It's the easiest thing to do is whiff hunting edge, and it just wastes two of your bugs. Just like straight up, they're gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then the adamant charge slash only takes one, so you can mix that in with the uh that that one that lets you get away and charge up your sword. It's so good. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm a big fan of the great I think they're well balanced. I think you get a good choice no matter where you go uh, with those. Hmm. So your favorite weapon, longsword. Oh yes, I love the um, longsword. I'm all about that. The the drawn double slash. I'm what are your thoughts on that one
1: so the drawn double slash actually i think that's the one that i haven't unlocked yet i don't think i've unlocked that one yet
0: so this one makes me feel weird because it's 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 only the draw attack when your weapon is sheathed, and with the way the ei slash makes it do you ever actually put away your damn long
1: sword you don't i mean yeah if, often, if you right? need if you need to run yeah i put away the sword
0: you know so it gives you like a double hit and you can go straight into spirit blade 2
1: i mean it's it's fine like it's, my f- my friend that played I, longsword i i asked him about that skill i was like is so what's this one like and he's like oh that one's just better than the regular one and i was like oh okay
0: yeah well it's got kind of a counter apparently you can you can t- you can like actually counter an attack coming at you with it oh you can draw in um which makes it quite delicious actually so um i think yeah, overall, it feels like it's just a better choice. It's just not something that I normally would use a lot in a hunt because I just don't put my weapon away that much. But um,
1: it's just It just know. feels... There, there are some of these switch skills that do just kind of feel like a better choice, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's something for you. You unlock so you can play as you guiltily enjoy your longsword. Oh, you yes. I know you love it.
1: Guiltily enjoy my longsword. Very guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, Reckoning actually combo. here's here's an yep. interesting thing. I have, by the way, for all of you longsword mains out there, I have a charm with three quick sheath, one slugger, mm. a tier two deco slot, and one or two tier, I think it still has two tier ones as well on top of it. So oh, it's my just, God. It's sort of the best quick sheath that you can possibly have. Yeah, I have that. Okay, just to let you guys know, I have it. <laughs>
0: huh. So spirit reckoning combo. It's it's that it's the different one than that awesome round slash combo, but it does more damage. So it does more like damage
1: it. and it goes vertical. I think that one's cool, yeah. but that one's one of those things where, uh, to me, it's situational. So like, if I'm fighting something that maybe flies a lot, like a Rathalos or Rathian, I might go for that. But if I'm fighting something that moves a lot, like say a Magna Malo, then I'm definitely yeah. going to take the other one. So yeah. it, 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 that is definitely one of those skills that I think is really good in terms of balancing because different monsters, you would want to have different versions of the skill, which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, you, Yuna and I came up with the same conclusion, which is I don't care if it does double the damage or whatever it might be. There's The, the dopamine drip you get from doing the round slash is just too good we can't give it up. It feels so Oh, like so you that, just don't give it slash. up at all? I I love it because the camera pulls out, you know, and you yeah. put, it feels Zoom. it looks so cool. It's the anime factor. We we like it.
1: I actually like the the animation on the vertical one though. I think it's pretty cool. So I I don't really mind that much swapping it around. It's just it depends on the monster. So like if I'm fighting a monster that moves a lot, yeah. I want the round slash to make sure that I don't miss. But other than that, yeah, I'd take the other one. I don't care.
0: Yeah, we already talked about Sakura Slash, uh, so I don't necessarily. I just, I would like to get your take, but I've already given you mine. On Did that we? One. So, giving up either the, the Helm oh. Splitter or the Sakura Slash.
1: So, I think that Helm Splitter is overall better. I think it's kind of oh, like yeah. a no brainer because it deals a ton of damage. But Sakura Slash is better if you're starting out. Like, if you're someone who's new to the Longsword, Sakura Slash is a lot easier because you basically just like use it, boom, done, Sakura Slash, you know? So, level up. Yeah. I th- I think I it all depends it, yeah. on your experience level. If you're experienced enough that you can use Helm splitter decently, go for that. If you're a newcomer to the longsword, play this one. You know, I think it's Yeah, kind
0: of and don't feel bad guys. I love Sakura slash. I I don't care yeah, how exactly. good I get at the longsword. I love it. It's just it's fun. It's comfortable.
1: Yeah, it's it, and it's one of those things. I almost feel like longsword should start with Sakura slash and then unlock spirit, uh, the the kick. I think it would make more sense for weapon. I agree the with weapon. that.
0: Yeah. That I will agree with. So certain shield drill slash combo versus the hard basher combo. Uh, I love them both.
1: I, I went drill and, and it, it's weird because I love shields and I love bashing things with shields, but like drill slasher is so satisfying. And here's the thing. If you combine drill slasher with the other skill that we're going to be talking about, the the sliding slash, you get a yes. lot of shield hits in anyway anyway. So I don't even yeah. feel like I'm missing out. So you just get an extra combo, drill slash, boom, deals more damage. I love it. I love drill slash. So nice. That's pretty much the way that I've started playing SNS the moment I could. It was drill slash. It's like no, pro- and I've I don't think I swapped a hard basher combo ever again.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm opposite. I love them both, but I I love the hard basher combo. The the distance, yeah. the speed. The animation, the KO, it just feels too good for me. But uh, they're both really good. I think there's a good balance between those two. So advancing slash versus the sliding slash.
1: Sliding slash all the way unless the monster is giving me problems. Sometimes you have those monsters that move in a way that your sliding slash ends right at the tip and doesn't actually connect. If I see that I'm fighting a monster and I feel that, then I'll go back and I'll swap to advancing so that I don't get stuck in animation. But besides that, I usually just go for sliding slash because it's the aerial sword and shield from GU, and I loved it. So I was like, "Dude, it's no brainer." Oh, yeah.
0: and it allows me to do more falling bashes with my shield. Exactly. I mean, come
1: on, <laughs> it's and they're no like, brainer.
0: it has high reach but no ability to turn. Oh darn! <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're doing a forward attack, it means that you already are aiming towards you're what you want. Yeah. So I don't see the big de- I don't see the big deal there. Yeah, right? I never. For me, it's the winner, but.
1: I never really saw like when they when I read that skill, I was like, oh, so there's a downside to it. And I was like, no, no, there's not. Nope. <laughs> the one thing that I would like that, that skill to do, you know what it is? I feel like that skill should trigger sliding affinity. It's literally yeah, a sliding slash should trigger sliding affinity.
0: Well, then it would be way too much Exactly.
1: That, then it would be overpowered. Like I get it, but I just kind of feel yeah. like it's weird. Because you have something that says specifically, if you slide, you gain extra things. And then it's like, well, I'm sliding. Where's my extra affinity? This is a lie. This skill is a lie.
0: <laughs> so this next one feels like the longsword with the helm splitter in Sakura, which is the Metsu Geki versus the Windmill. And I think they did this the right way, where you started out with Windmill. It's yes. very good if you're new to the weapon. You're invincible the entire time. Lots of hits. But then you can unlock the Metsu Shodogeki, which is like low skill floor, high skill ceiling. What do you mean low good.
1: skill floor?
0: <laughs> well, if you want to get the counter off, right? Like it may be hard at first. It's super it's hard. It's powerful, even if you don't do the counter, but if you get the counter off, oh yeah.
1: exactly. It's so good. I basically tend to go more metsu, but again, it depends on the what we're doing with the weapons. Like we talked about, if you're playing something that you want to apply a status ailment then potentially windmill is going to be better. But if you want yeah. just straight out damage and style, then Metsu Shurigeki is the stylist Metsu, one. Yeah. You got to love hearing yeah, that so. counter sound going off too. b Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Super satisfying.
0: So dual blades. uh Demon Flight versus Demon Flurry Rush. This is like the slingshot one versus the aerial style.
1: I haven't played Dual Blades at all, zero hunts. So yeah. I don't know, but I think that um, I think that the 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 one where you put the thing in the explosive, I think that one might be m- more powerful.
0: Okay, this this is a different one. This is this is, you know how like you do like a forward spinning sort of like attack when you're in demon mode. Yeah, it's like really good for chasing the monster. That you can give up for basically the advancing slash of the, the long sword. So you do it like a hop forward and then you do a jump in the air. Oh. And you can do either the the windmill or you can just do aerial attacks.
1: So you just do you just press A and it throws you in the air? What well you the do hell? like a little forward
0: <laughs> hop. You do you do a little vault and if you vault off the monster you go in the air and you the Oh do so, it's, so it's so it's
1: just like aerial. It's literally just yeah, like aerial in G. Yeah. Oh okay.
0: Uh-huh. It's really nice.
1: Then I however would, I will say I would totally there are certain do that monsters if you're I not, would totally do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think there's certain monsters like Rajang where if you're not really familiar with where your safe zones are, being thrown in the air could actually make you easy to get knocked out. But if you know what you're doing, Demon Flight, I think, all the way. Um, if you like to just run in and do you know, spinning style, then Flurry Rush is fun. But I, I can't give up Demon Flight. It's just too good. It's <laughs> way too much fun. The next one I feel is unfair. I think this one, Demon Mode versus Feral Demon Mode, I think it's an absolute no-brainer you've got to go for feral demon mode. What's, so that, what's what this the this difference? Yeah, it, it does like the wolf's maw animation when you go into it, so it's a little bit longer animation to go into demon mode. You don't run quite as fast, um, but on the flip side, you get your your dodges become attacks, and they don't tell you this, but you get like a 16% raw boost. Um, on my dual blades, it goes from like 260 to two. 200 like almost 300 it's like a plus 30 attack boost damn it's ridiculous yeah so it's it to me it's yeah no like why are you not using feral demon you i don't see the point of using demon mode
1: hmm. interesting
0: it's too big of a jump the, the, the damage is just too big
1: okay what's the third one
0: uh third one tower vault versus piercing bind this is an interesting one because uh, piercing bind, of course, is great, but there's a lot of people who have a hard time hitting it because you have to be really close to the monster uh, to put the kunai inside. And the tower vault literally—it just throws you up in the air. It's just a high jump. So that That's was the one
1: that—that that was the one that I was thinking of when you were talking about throwing um, a yeah. character in the air. Yeah, see that so one. That, that one I would probably go for the kunai. To.
0: Yeah, for Tower Vault, we realized it's actually really fun. If you if you get used to using the Demon Flight in the aerial style, and you press A and you could do like this sort of spinning down the back of the monster, you can do that with Tower Vault. Yeah, you but... Could just, if a Rathalos jumps in the air, I just do a Tower Vault, and I'm like, all the way
1: down him. But the, the, thing, the thing is, if you want to do that, and this was something that I experimented with in the demo, you can just wire bug yourself up and then press Demon Mode in the air and do the same thing
0: yeah so so it's it's a weird one it's i think the piercing bind yuna doesn't like it because i think it's just a pain in the the butt like you got to be really close you you then you got the stress of trying to hit that one area it does really good damage though yeah tire vault is just really fun for avoiding stuff and then just being able to to just lunge yourself forward at the monster is kind of fun Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of a hobby skill for me yeah So Lance, Spiral Thrust versus Anchor Rage. I covered this in my tutorial, but they're just two very different skills for two different styles of play. If you're using um, a Lance with a lot of guard, then you definitely want Spiral Thrust because it works with it. And if you're using low or no guard, then Anchor Rage all the way. So I think these are just different. See,
1: this is already one of those points where I like the Lance less because of the way that Anchor Rage works. Like I want, because the one that I like more is Anchor Rage, but I want to play Lance with like three guard. And so Anchor Rage doesn't really, you don't really get all of the benefit from Anchor Rage. So it's 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 kind of a weird thing. And then Spiral Thrust, I don't like it. Like for some reason in the training area, I can perfectly control spinal, Spiral Thrust. If I'm in an actual scenario fighting a monster, I always end up going someplace I don't want to go. So I don't like Spiral Thrust. I like rage, but Anchorage gets nerfed on the count of the fact that I like to play with Guard. So I'm just like, well, what the hell? What is this weapon, right? Like, it just feels yeah. bad. So I don't know what to say. I, I wish that Anchorage would work in the way it's like, the stronger the attack that hits you is, so the more damage the attack would deal, then the more damage I deal back. That makes sense. Yeah. But the whole thing about the more this attack would knock you back... The more damage you deal, I'm like, that's dumb. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like it. But yeah, for me, I go, I go, I would go for Anchor Rage still because I don't like where I end up whenever it's I do Spiral use, thrust. For sure, yeah, yeah. Not to mention the animation on that thing is badass. It's Like, dush, dush. like it feels really good to pull that counter off. But you know, then you know, once you know the the inner workings of of the mechanics behind that counter, you're like, well, okay. I guess I have to play without block and c- counter rage yeah. every hit. Uh, don't know about that. How about the Next you?
0: one is shield charge versus dar- dash attack. But how about you this on those two? Oh me, uh, I like them both. I play both. I have okay. I have different land sets, ones with no guard and ones with guard. Um, so I I, I actually I like I can use both of them pretty well. So I'm pretty happy with them. I like because I, you know me, I love evade lancing. It's always my favorite way to yeah. play the game, and because anchor rage is so much easier to use, it just means that evade Lan- There's more reason to try evade lancing than ever before. Not only is evade extender crazy good in this game, oh yes. but you also get you also get to use anchor rage, which is fantastic because it's very easy to use. Yeah. Um. But shield spiral thrust is a powerhouse if you get good at it. So, uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. It just it's it's hard to to pull off. You have it's it's only good against certain monsters, I think. Yep. Um, but then shield charge versus dash attack. Dash is the one that allows you to just go like we and just run forever, and you get like the a billion choo-train. choices of things to do. Shield charge is just
1: shield so charge. I love it. I love the shield charge. I love bashing things with shields, and I feel like shield charge has more synergy with twin vines, which is a crappy skill to begin with but but sure at least you get a little bit more synergy with that but um i like the options that it gives you cuz like if you're anywhere in the air and you just press uh ZR you just go into ZR, the charge yeah. and then you can do the the thing to do the shield slam to the face and that thing KOs like hell that thing will wreck uh-huh. like if I, I did a build for it which was uh the fish skewer it was not around shield charge the build was actually around just dealing thunder damage but even without specifically focusing on the shield aspect of the of the weapon like i basically bashed mizutsune's head into oblivion just like with shield charge but i uh, would say dash attack
0: is easier for starting the weapon because it's very easy to aim and it's deliberate and you can end it whenever you want in any direction once you get really used to the weapon shield charge can be done microly like if you're in the middle of a three thrust combo you could just do a shield charge in the middle of it Yep. just when you see the faces right in front of you you're like okay boom uh it's it's very satisfying so i think that's a fun one to experiment with the thing about
1: shield charge is that it sucks up so much stamina jesus christ yeah. that thing will eat through your stamina like nobody's business Mm-hmm. So that feels nice and balanced
0: to me yeah and then inst- insta block i hate that name versus guard InstaBlock, I'm with you on this one. InstaBlock is just too severe. The timing is so severe. Maybe I just suck, but I'm not that good. I cannot pull it and, off instantly and at all.
1: It's not even how severe the, the timing is for it, because you can have something that is really hard to pull off if it has, like, you know, if when you pull good it payoff. off, it pays off. I just feel like the payoff on it is terrible. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, it's not as there's not even a good payoff there's all of this effort to to land this thing perfectly and then there's no payoff for it there's like yeah, well, i'd what rather the hell? just
0: i'd rather just counter thrust at that point you yeah
1: know. exactly counter thrust so i'm not, not, not a
0: fan of insta block but if you can make it work i'm sure it's great because you can guard anything without guard but yep. i can't get it to work for me so okay gun lance I don't think I need to ask this, but blast dash versus charge shelling
1: and put charge shelling in the trash where it belongs. (laughs) No, I mean, it's actually it's actually um, somewhat balanced because wide shelling kind of plays a little bit with charge shelling. Wide shelling is now the one that can supercharge your shells and whatnot. So it's kind of like if you play wide shelling in most situations, you're probably going to use charge shelling because it gives you access to the faster worm stake. And there are specific playstyles in the gunlance that use charge shelling, like stake spam. That's actually a, a playstyle where you're just like, charge, stake, charge, stake. Uh, but personally, I've blast dash all the way and never look back. It's like, phew, blast dash is a beast. Super satisfying.
0: Okay, I'm skipping my opinions because you'll notice on my guild card, my gunlance usage is set at 1%
1: right now so i'm so sad for ground <laughs> ground splitter versus hail cutter so uh ground splitter i think is the more optimal way to play gunlands um because it supercharges your shells your shells deal more damage it's one of those moves that you basically get uh super armor uh, mobs can't stop you and it's just a very good move all around you can do it through roars you can do it through attacks you can do it through anything um, so I think the ground splitter is more optimal, but hail cutter is a lot of fun. And the one that I'm using right yeah. now is actually hail cutter. It reduces the cooldown on your wyvern fire. But the really cool thing is the fact that you can basically reload your gunlance lance mid air. The biggest problem mm. with hail cutter is that I feel that for all the things that it does, it's not worth two wire bugs. Yeah. It's two is, too ground costly. Ground splitter is only one. Yeah, Ground Splitter is one, and Hail Cutter is too costly. And here's the thing. Hail Cutter is easily interruptible. Eas- yeah, it's like a long animation. A monster, a monster sneezes in your general direction, he interrupts your Hail Cutter like it's gone. Uh, and not to mention that monsters now have a lot of vertical hitboxes. So a lot of times, even though you're clear off the monster, it'll still hit you, and it will cancel you yeah. out. And it, just, it sucks because you don't get the full benefit of, uh, of Hail Cutter until the animation finishes. When the animation finishes, that's when you get the benefit of, like, you got all your shells, you got the the cooldown reduced on the, on the Wyvern Fire. So unless you can complete the animation, you're screwed, and it's super, super punishing playing with that skill. But, you know, it's still a lot of fun, and it's stylish as hell, so I'll still use it.
0: <laughs> nice. So guard reload versus quick reload. So the guard reload allows you to reload both your shells and your cannon, but you do reload less shells. Yeah, you reload three go. shells.
1: You reload three shells, um, which it's like if you're playing stake spam, it's fine. Um, my biggest complaint about the the guard reload, I, I don't like guard reload. Like I'll just say it flat out. It's a good. It's not a bad skill, but I don't like it. And the reason I don't like it is because I've played Valor gun lance in gu and that guard reload is way better because it combos you into other things whereas guard reload doesn't combo into anything you can combo into continue to spamming shells if that's what you're doing but that's about it like the other one you would combo into a slam you would combo into different things so i don't like guard reload but again if you're Mm. playing wide shelling and you want to slam a stake in there then yeah it's the one to go for
0: nice so moving on to Hammer. Water. This is the one where I feel the balance is, again, upset. Uh, water Strike versus Side Smash. I don't see any reason why you would never use Water Strike. That's the one that allows you to counter basically anything.
1: Yeah, but um, I've, I've actually made the same question in my and People told me, yeah, but you can combo from uh, Side Smash into Golf Swing, and it's faster. That's the reason to use Side but- Smash. You get a faster Golf Swing. But
0: I can counter shit with the water. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. You
1: you can counter. <laughs> A Diablos stuff with th- can
0: be running at me, and all I gotta do is go
1: bonk. <laughs> but the you get you got to think about one thing, which is what are you doing most of the time that you're playing hammer? You're charging it. A oh, golf swinging, yeah. You're, you're charging it most of the time, because you're running around with your charged hammer, waiting for an opening yeah. to smack the monster. And if you're in that stance, you actually can't parry attacks.
0: Yeah. You so can't it's do either, like. So.
1: Yeah, so it, it's one of those things where it, it's not as imbalanced as it looks like, because I thought the same way, but after reading through some of the comments, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get what you can do with side smash, but I still prefer water strike, but you can do some interesting stuff with side smash as well. I just had no idea that you could go from side smash into the X combo. Yeah, but you can, you can
0: do a, a hammer, like an upswing from a water strike if you counter.
1: Yes, 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 yes. You do a golf swing as well, yeah
0: yeah dash breaker versus the silk bind spinning bludgeon this is one where i still prefer the spinning bludgeon by far i think it's just being able to hold the timing and just flying in the air feels to me much safer than just flying forward mm. i don't know there's just something about the dash
1: breaker i don't i'm not feeling yet for me it's monster dependent if i'm fighting something that flies i'll take spinning bludgeon if i'm not fighting something that flies i'll probably take dash breaker interesting because dash breaker again is one of those attacks that has uh the super armor so they can't stop you i
0: think i think attack damage actually is negated for this one so you just you you just
1: don't take damage at all even better (laughs) yeah
0: i think once we have something like the apex Diablos out in the wild that'll be a really good skill against it
1: yeah yep for sure
0: and then the charge switch courage versus strength so basically you you can have the uh the valor, valor uh, system hammer. if you want it which is which is like a combo wombo thingy
1: i haven't made up my mind on that one yet like uh i really like uh courage but i think strength might be the better choice i'm not 100 percent sure but i do think strength might be the better choice but I just really like doing Courage because Courage is so much fun. It also might be that Courage is more agile than Strength because you can actually dodge and retain the the level of uh, attack that you were at. So, you know, there's some advantage to both of them. I like playing both of them, hmm. so it's whatever.
0: Yeah, I would agree. They're both uh, up to preference. So uh, moving on, Hunting's Horn. Melodic Slap versus the Overhead Smash i i guess i'll go first as i play a lot of horn um malag slam does some crazy ass ko i just find the animation a little long and funky for me personally so i haven't gotten into it too much but i've heard people get good results if you get into it um i just it feels like use whichever one you like
1: yeah i think i tend to use melodic slap a little bit more because of the added ko but it's not like To me, it wouldn't make that much difference, to be honest. Like, overhead smash, melodic stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll get this one because it gets more KO, but I really don't care that much.
0: Yeah. Melody mode echo versus performance.
1: God, this one is hard. This one is so hard for me because here's the thing. So with performance, you get um, invincibility frames when you do ZR, which is good. It's really good. But the animation on echo mode, there's like... Bam! <laughs> it's like a big slap to the face. So like I really like the animation on echo mode. Overall I prefer performance but it's like that move from echo mode makes me question it all the goddamn time because I love the yeah. ZR attack in echo mode.
0: It's very hard to choose between these two. I still, yes. I'm I'm the same. I use performance because I just don't like feeling, I don't even use ZR that much. I just don't I know it's really popular right now to just spam Z, R, and A, and that's like the way Yeah, I've, it. I've heard. I, I don't like to do that. I actually like to use the full left swings, right swings, and behind the back. Like, yeah. I I'm d- still playing it the old way. And to me, everyone's like, well, the old school way is Echo. And I'm like, it's not really, because yeah. Echo is all about spamming that ZR. I mean, it, it's a great attack. Yeah, but, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: one of those things like... Um, I prefer performance overall, but I don't do the thing with spamming ZRNA either. I, I like doing all yeah. of the moves. And then I like going Magnificent Trio and doing all of the crazy things that you can do. Like That play style that you just described sounds to me like um, world's long shelling, which basically you were just like, yeah, yeah, long shell, long shell. And it's like, no, I don't... I don't I've 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 always wanted to use more moves and weapons as opposed to like limit myself to two or three moves. So no, I don't do that.
0: Yeah. But Echo is it's an interesting choice for sure. So I, I yeah. imagine people will enjoy that one. And then the Beat of Residence versus the insane Earthshaker. Earthshaker. So I unless you're using a healing horn, I don't see the reason not to use the Earthshaker.
1: Yeah pretty I mean, much yeah,
0: being a resident being bead of resonance allows any horn to get the attack up song which is great but it's not it's not attack up xl like it was back in the day who the hell who the hell and, plays a
1: horn without attack up to begin with <laughs> <I'm> joking me <laughs>
0: um but being able to replay the same song or do a little shockwave attack—it's—it's—it's—that's just little bonuses stuff. But yeah. being able to play two healings in a row is is quite here's, substantial. So I use I use that for healing horns only.
1: Here's an interesting thing about beat of resonance that I'm not sure, but I suspect you can chop tails with it. But it's a shockwave attack. No 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 it's no no. When you when you are placing it down. I'm not sure. Again, I'm not. But from the sound that it makes when it hits the training, because I've only done this in the training dummy. Because usually I don't go next to a monster and start yeah. putting the beat of resonance down. But when I did it next to the training dummy, because I was testing to see what what it was doing, it deals damage, and the sound makes it sound like it's slashing damage.
0: Yeah, it's something that something to check, I guess. But I, yeah. I, I mean, either way, it's not doing that much damage where it's.
1: Yeah, be- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you basically have to beat on that tail so earth is amazing you basically bust the face melter straight up it's, <laughs> it's like straight in the monster's so face <laughs> yeah thing deals so, so. much freaking damage so yep to me it's okay, a no-brainer so
0: moving on switch hack so forward overhead smash versus forward slash
1: bye forward slash never gonna see you again never gonna use you again bye <laughs>
0: Bye, forward, overhead, slash, never going to use you again. What? No!
1: Betrayal! We are opposites. Why? Why would you use forward slash? It's a little, little bit faster, but... The positioning
0: ugh. is so consistent with forward slash.
1: My positioning with the other one's pretty fine, too. I'm positioned right in between the eyes of the <laughs> monster. That's where it lands. Bam!
0: <laughs> Bam! Straight into the double slash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a really good... I I would say the forward overhead slash is really good if you're into using a lot of morph attacks. Because going into double slash, if you then morph back, you get the really powerful axe morph. Mm -hmm. Um, So it definitely has its uses. I just... I find myself personally more consistent with the forward slash. I just... I'm so used to the positioning of it because I played so much switch axe in the previous games. Yep, I can't get I can't get that muscle memory out of my head. So to me, forward slash has to be it. So
1: to to me, the overhead slash just uh, reminds me a lot of um, the axe morph from Charge Blade. So I kind of yeah, got yeah, the, I got somewhere. the distancing right down. So it's like it's it's already no brainer. Just smack him oh, right there you in the middle of the head. Down the muscle memory, pretty much. And I play more Com- Charge Blade than Switch Axe, so there you go. It was just yeah. it was a win-win for me. <laughs> so compressed
0: finishing discharge versus finishing discharge.
1: Uh, finishing discharge is what gets us to zero sum, right? Yes, yeah, without uh, that you don't get zero sum. Pretty much says
0: sum. screw zero sum. Um, it also it doesn't care about it. It's faster. Um, it does knock the living shit out of uh. Your teammates, I believe. So, um, but you you can't get knocked out of it.
1: So here's the thing: if I'm playing multiplayer with longsword users, then compressed elements slash all the way <laughs> to knock them into the air on
0: purpose. Oh, you are you are easy.
1: <laughs> but uh, if I'm not playing with longsword users, then I can play whatever. <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness, the uh, the way that I would make that decision um, is. Depends on the monster. If it's a very agile monster like a Magnum Malo, I'd probably go for compressed. Uh if it's something that's a little bit slower, I would probably go for zero sum. It's just a matter of um how fast the monster is and then I'll choose the skill based on that probably. Interesting. Yeah, I choose by file type. If I'm using a power file,
0: I'll use compressed. If I'm using anything else, I use the finishing. Hmm. Because getting into an amp state is so damn fast when you're using like poison or exhaust. Yeah um that you can't giving that up is just too much to ask uh where a power file being able to just do like nice big discharge it feels good
1: the thing is the 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 discharge also then lets you follow it up with the the skill that you're going to bring up next so there's um, also that uh, mm -hmm. soaring wyvern
0: Wyvern blade jesus Eh. versus invincible gamut this is a tough one because both are very good. They're the both Soaring excellent. wyvern blade. If you're doing zero sum, it's a no-brainer. You you yep. are definitely because you can use it right afterwards, and there's no reason why you wouldn't.
1: After so, I got um, after I got used to switch axe a little bit more, I've started defaulting more to wyvern blade for sure. Soaring wyvern yeah, blade. Yeah, I think
0: soaring wyvern blade is is fantastic. I think because you can out, you can get MK right.
1: You can get Amp Gauge as well from doing that attack. It's, it oh, yeah. levels up your Amp Gauge, so it's just, you know, it's good.
0: Yeah, so I think this is one where they did it right. We're starting out with Invincible Gambit if yep. you're getting used to the weapon, and then unlocking a, something that has more risk but higher reward uh, yep. with the Wyvern Blade. I think that was smart. So Charge Blade, Condensed Spinning Slash versus the Condensed Elemental Slash.
1: Ooh, that one is hard. I like both of them so much, and I don't like the fact that they made me choose. Um, it depends on the build, basically. If I'm going for a build to do uh, the what is now called the UED, which used to be called SAD, but if I'm going for a yeah. build for doing a lot of ultras, then I'll want the sword probably, although sometimes I'll still take the spinning axe. Um, yeah. But if I'm doing uh, another build, like, here's the thing. I haven't gotten around to crafting a lot of charge blades. But I feel like Same. if I was using elemental, I would probably always go for spinning. And if yeah. I'm using a power files, I I tend to do more uh, condensed element slash because you get the files and you get the stuns and get the flinches and all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, it depends on what I'm playing. But I, I swap that one around a lot. I like both of them.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I love the sound effect of the of the spinning slash. The yeah. T- 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 that and I whiff, and it seems like a lot of people do as well. But I whiff on most of the ultras anyway, so like I don't care. Dude, I've... I'm not used.
1: Oh yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. So yeah, yeah, keep going.
0: So counter morph slash versus morph slash.
1: I do morph slash. I don't even
0: know if I've ever. I don't think I've even used these before. So I, I so can't comment.
1: What what counter morph slash does is it increases the amount of frames uh very little very small increase when you do the morphing and there's a higher it's easier for you to get um block not not block what do you call them guard points guard point and if you do get a guard point your next ued de- the files deal more damage
0: nice okay
1: so now your next but if you get a counter off of that guard point not your next ued but you get the idea if you guard point and counter the files deal more damage the problem yeah. with that is that the other animation, I find it to be awkward as hell. Yeah, Because the animation of swapping back from axe to sword, he does something where he blocks at the very start of the animation, and then he does like a lunge, and there's a lot of animation commitment on that lunge. So I actually think that counter-morph slash is better, but I don't like the animation of swapping from axe to blade, so I don't use it. I'm just so used to the, to the when you swap from axe from doing that that slash from the charge blade that you know, adjusting to the thrust thing is super weird. So I just stick with morph slash and, yeah.
0: Okay, how about axe hopper versus counter peak performance?
1: Axe hopper dude screw counter peak performance.
0: Yeah, it was, never that, it was never that hard to charge uh, files anyway. I can imagine some speedrunners are going to go crazy with counter-peak I'll, performance, though. I'll, I'll tell you right uh, now that... For the average
1: Joe, like, give us a good way to, to do some I'll, flashy damage. I'll tell you right now that most people are probably going to go counter-peak performance because I think that's better. I do think counter-peak performance is better. But there's another thing to consider, which is, are you playing multiplayer or are you playing solo? I think if you're playing solo, mm. counter-peak performance is hands down better. If you're playing multiplayer not as much because you're not going to be able to get as many counters as you would counters, solo yeah. on account of the fact the monster is focusing other players. But at the same time, I just love friggin' Axe Hopper. Axe Hopper is so much fun. It's just like, Schwee! in the air, boom, <laughs> UED boom. in the face every single time. Love it. Freaking amazing.
0: Okay. trekking on here, insect glaive, which I've been playing quite a bit of. So, advancing round slash versus the leaping slash
1: leaping slash this one
0: I, yeah the, the advancing round slash is like a long commitment and if you get hit during the middle of it you'll do like a jump up in the air yep. it's to me the it, it throws you forward too much yep. and i don't like the positioning on it so i actually prefer the leaping slash it messes with for me. it
1: messes with your positioning too much and i just did the inside glaive guide so that's exactly I said. i'm like this skill moves me out too much i don't it's it's interesting and i feel like you you could potentially like button mash through it so like if you're fighting a monster and you feel like oh there's something coming you can switch to a yeah, yeah. and you can maybe counter it but at the same time i don't think that that's something you need with the insect life because you have so many mobility options they're just like yeah, yeah. what do i care you know See, so yeah, i prefer it's the default one
0: slash versus tornado
1: so Tetra Seal is, is kind of a little bit weirder because I like Tetraseal Seal, and I think that Tetra Seal is good if you're playing element or status because you get more hits. So I think yeah. Tetra Seal is better for that, whereas Tornado is better for raw all around. Uh, the problem that I have with Tetra Seal is the fact that it puts the pheromone on the monster, and sometimes that causes me to then mess up when I'm trying to get the buffs back again. Mm -hmm. but you can just you can just cheat the weapon but you know it's still like kind of messing with your flow so that's the biggest problem that i have so i think that it's great if you got like powder insects because they actually come out and start attacking and that's cool but other than that i don't know i I don't like that i wish i could have that move without the pheromone
0: yeah i would say if you're using a powder type which might become more popular in the ultimate expansion but right now i think assist is by far the most popular. And I love the, assist. The extra hits that you the extra hits you get with the assist type when you do like tornado slash is so nice. That you can basically KO monsters with the insect lake yep. now. If you put the um the Carnage build or whatever on there, it's so good. Yep. That, uh I I can't go with Tetra Seal because it, it's, i just don't use powder types
1: i still i still swap back and forth on it like i i do like the animation on tetraceal it's just again i wish it didn't put that pheromone if it didn't put the pheromone down i would prefer tetrasil for most of the things because yeah. i pl- i'm playing a blast insect glaive right now so tetrasil is perfect for that you'll get like a lot of procs but you know at the end of the day if it messes up with my flow on the next moves i'm like eh
0: yeah yeah Okay, diving wyvern versus recall kinsect.
1: Diving wyvern, I I like recall kinsect a lot, but diving wyvern is just like your big, your big hit, your big chunky hit. The thing is, you can get in, stuck in a routine with the diving wyvern. and I've noticed that on myself, which is, I would be like always trying to do the three aerial attacks and then go dive. That's a mistake. You don't yeah. you don't want to always yeah, yeah. try to do that. You want to do it when you have the opening for it.
0: When you have the opening exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: So, but yeah, that. So for me, I go diving. I, I use
0: both. I use both. I when I'm, when I'm really focusing on the assist insect, I definitely like recall insect, uh, and I just spam tornado slashes, and I have a really good time KOing monsters with it. In most cases, though, uh, especially for flying monsters where I can get a lot of those A attacks on, then diving wyvern is just fabulous. But both are very good. So. Uh, light bow guns elemental reload versus reload i think that's like a no-brainer at this point we just talked about elemental doesn't seem to be hugely in people's minds right now so i think in most cases reload is the more popular choice what does elemental reload even dam- do it, it, it boosts elemental damage of elemental shots but i as yeah. far as i've heard i haven't tried it myself it doesn't seem like the the buff is that significant
1: i feel like anything that does elemental is unfortunately like yeah don't just don't
0: yeah then we got the quick step evade versus the forward dodge. To no me, idea. the mobility of the light bowgun is so important that how could you give up the forward dodge? Who needs a little quick steps? I mean, if, you're, if you if you could just walk if you want to micro-tweak your position. You could, you're, you're far enough away from the monster. You're at mid-distance to long. You don't really need the ability to do a quick, like, get out of the way. Unless you're playing something like spread type, then I could totally see a quick step evade being interesting to use. But it's kind of like a whatever. And then the fanning maneuver versus the fanning vault. So, this is the tough one because the fanning vault lets you jump up and put the stickies on the monsters. Yeah, I always, I so always I, thought
1: I f- the fanning vault would be the one for me, even though I haven't played the weapon.
0: Yeah, so a fanning maneuver is great if you're doing like spamming and you, it just buffs you. So, like when you're doing that spam with the slicing shot, it's just fantastic. But then you're stuck with these, you know, no traditional way to use your stickies except for putting them on the ground and when you once you know that you can put them on a monster it's really hard not to to, to give that up so to me i still stick with fanny vault just because it's fun um but if you want to go crazy dps and i think fanny maneuver is probably the better one but i suck at it so i like i'll often i'll use it and you're supposed to use it to evade around the monster and i use it and i end up like going right into the monster's (laughs) face So I'm like, okay, I just suck at this move.
1: (laughs) That that sounds like me using Blast Dash (laughs) right at the monster. Yeah, but I don't want to do that with light (laughs) bowgun.
0: So heavy bowgun has tackle versus melee attack. This is something I actually haven't touched a lot, so I don't know the differences. So I'm not going to really talk on this. I don't know.
1: I haven't even touched which is better, heavy bowgun. I mean,
0: I'm I'm not that close to a monster to use tackles and stuff anyways and i do love how powerful the melee attack is for koing monsters so i don't know let me know in the comments which one's better and why Uh, i would love to know the next one is counter charger versus counter shot Um, basically allows you You to do a shot or you you can charge up your stuff faster i think i mean i like the counter shot it just it works really good if you want to mount a monster and it feels good
1: I'd, but i don't know i, I, I don't haven't use
0: used the <laughs> yeah i don't use the silk binds for the heavy bow gun that much to be honest yeah I just, i'm just too busy sitting there shooting the monsters so
1: i figured with the guns the thing that really matters is the ammo that's the reason why i don't do guides yeah. for guns is because i've never been familiar with the ammo and i don't care to so i'm like whatever
0: <laughs> yeah the next one was the healing mech wyvern snipe versus the the wyvern snipe and I'll just say regular Wyvern snipe is fine. I don't see the point of needing to heal if you're using the heavy bow. What gun. the
1: hell is the healing mech Wyvern snipe?
0: St- <laughs> so you know how you have like, you know how you have like the Gatling gun that goes when yeah. you're shooting the monster? It adds a healing element to each shot. So you can you can get into full health. So it's it's if you're running like a peak performance build, it ensures that you're in full health as you're doing that move, which is great. But uh-huh. it does less damage. Um, but it can heal you. Like if you're using heavy bow gun I'm assuming healing is not your number 1 priority anyway, so yeah. give me that damage, baby. Um then bow absolute power shot versus power shot. This one unfortunately I think is another case where why would you use the power shot? The abs- the, the stamina difference between them is not that big. The absolute power shot can KO
1: monsters. What I don't is, see what is a point the where you would you would What is the absolute power shot? What does it do?
0: Um, basically, it's it's like the when after you do a volley, like you shoot an arrow and then you press A, it does a volley. If you press A again, it does a second one, uh, and it's a power shot. So the absolute power shot just takes um, a little bit more stamina to do, but it actually adds exhaust if you hit the face of the monster. Oh, and you're always hitting the face with the bow this time because the hit zones are horrible. So I don't see a reason why you'd ever use power shot, to be honest. Um, dodge bolt versus charging sidestep. That's a really tough one because if you're a speedrunner and you're really good, dodge bolt, I noticed is like really good. It's just like this little, like you get like no distance at all. You just do this little, this little sidestep. And if you can do it right before you get hit, it charges you to max level immediately. So if you're like a really advanced player and you're really close distance, dodge bolt for like spread bows would be great. Um, but in most cases, I think charging sidestep is just too good to give up it's just you can maneuver you can charge it's just it's just great yeah i think
1: it'd be hard to give up charging sidestep for sure especially if you're going to give it up for something that requires you to actually get hit by a monster it's like i don't know about that
0: yeah i think that's that's a really advanced technique in my opinion so that aerial aim versus focus shot ain't nobody giving up that aerial aim
1: i don't think it's just a, a more advanced technique i think it also is very matchup dependent the, That's the true, little dodge yeah.
0: I would agree with that. And also solo play versus group play for sure. Mm-hmm. Solo play, dodge bolt would have much more better use than uh charge step. But um But the next one is the aerial aim versus focus shots. Focus shots, someone that throws you backwards, you could recharge some stamina. Yeah, aerial, aerial aim, throws aim. You in the air, and you yep. could do you could do like three stupidly powerful attacks. After and that, you can thing end is it with broken. a really powerful melee attack. Aerial all the way.
1: That, that, that I've heard is pretty um, friggin' busted.
0: Especially when you're larger, you know, further in the game and you have access to stamina, buffing skills. Focus yeah. shot is not that important. Uh, aerial aim is just crazy good.
1: For Bose, it's still constitution, right? If I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. But that pretty much uh, is all the switch skills. So hopefully you guys found that interesting, us going through them. Uh, and given our thoughts I'd love to know if we're wrong on something well, not wrong because it's its all up to your place now but if there's something we're missing like something that's really good that we should check out let us know
1: yeah if you don't like Blast um, Dash you're, you're wrong now. it's that simple <laughs> Blast Dash is best <laughs> <laughs> I, I find it funny that uh, Chaos Slayer is even using Blast Dash on wide shelling and I'm just like what the hell is going on <laughs> that tells you how good it is Yeah. <laughs> oh man But um, that is going to be it for episode 23 of the Third Fleet Podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, hit the like button. If you did not enjoy it, this like button feedback is important. If you want to hear more uh, from us, there are links in the description below for Gaijin's channel, Gaijin's Discord, all of that stuff. You can find us there. And uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Stay strong. Stay safe.
0: And happy switching. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we were talking about switch skills. That's so so corny. Happy hunting, guys.